I don't care if you've been dragging Star Wars all night. If you up, smash that like button. Welcome to Black and the Black Times Affinity. I'm your host, Cthulhu. Friday to come to you live and direct from the stack. Smoke me out, fam, with that dang shit on my left. Old Ninja. Stay home if you sick. Come over if you thick. With two C's. God damn. On my far right, engineering on the ones and twos, choke people out on the threes and fours, Kronos. The infinity base is open. <laughs> hey, where's the music? We need triumphant music and shit. I don't got mm-hmm. that. I was busy moving in. Uh, in the middle, we got your boy Blue. Could you imagine making fun of somebody for being skinny just to find out that he was dying from cancer and he never even God his whole entire life? Dang. How bad are you feeling right now? Mm. Damn. Last but not least, we got your boy Stitch. You can't say Wakanda forever if you can't say Black Lives Matter. Oh. With the mask. With the mask. <laughs> Black oh, Panther. boy. All right, let's get into it. Carlos, you usually got some statistics to start us off. Oh, shit. Um, yes, yes, I do. Um, listener of the week would be Emily. Thank you very much for, for listening. We really appreciate it. And first in the chat would be, I don't know yet because there's something wrong with uh, the YouTube studio live streaming thing. It says there's no going in the live stream. So if the folks that are in there, thank you for watching. If you can hear us and see us. Which I have no idea if you can or not. <laughs> thank you, YouTube. Well, we will come back to that. Uh, but definitely uh, participate if you're in that goddamn motherfucking chat. Old Ninja, we got some serious high-class beverages we got to pour out on the concrete disco. Yeah, some high-class stuff like some Colt 45. Pull that out out for the homies. <laughs> I feel like I should have it outside and just be like... And anyway, but yeah, we're going to pour some out for our, our dearly departed. We're going to start with uh, Joe Ruby, uh, co-creator of Ruby Spirits Production and co-creator of Scooby-Doo. Ruby oh. started his career at the Walt Disney Company and then moved on to Hanna-Barbera in 1959 where he created, uh, with Kevin Spears, Scooby-Doo, Dino-Mutt, Jabberjaw, and Dog Wonder. Then the two of them moved to CBS, creating CBS's Saturday morning lineup like the Barclays, Bar- Barclays and then the Houndcats. Mm-hmm. And then the pair would move on again to ABC to create their Saturday morning lineup, which shows like the Plastic Man Comedy Hour, Alvin and Chipmunks, Mr. T, Thunder the Barbarian, Superman, and many others. He died at the age of 87. Damn. So moving R. on R. to Norm Spencer, uh, actor and most famously known as the voice actor of Cyclops, and the X-Men the animated series has passed away. Spencer has had a few live action parts, but they're all bit parts. But he was the voice of Cyclops from um, some of the more popular Capcom games as Cyclops. Uh, he was in X-Men Children, Children of the Atom, X-Men vs. Street Fighter, X, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 2. And uh, Larry H- Houston. Is that right? Yeah, Larry Houston, producer of the 1992 X-Men animated series. Uh, had pitched a revival series of the X-Men show to Disney with the original cast on board with Spencer included. Unfortunately, he passed away, but if he picked up, the show would definitely, his presence would definitely be missed. He was uh, 62. Uh, Next on the list is John Thompson. 
Georgetown coach uh, passes to Stitch or the Oathbreaker, one of them. Stitch, you can, you, you can start it off. I'll, I'll, I'll tag team it with you. Okay. Uh, John Thompson was a historical, uh, well-known basketball coach for Georgetown University um, through the late 80s and uh, 90s was when uh, they it became really popular and came up on the scene. Um, for those that didn't know, and uh, I mean, Georgetown was a, a huge cultural icon uh, back in the day. You had, knew somebody with a Georgetown starter, parka jacket on and everything. They had uh, famous alums like Patrick Ewing, Dikembe Mutombo, Allen Iverson. Uh, I can't remember if I said Alonzo morning or not, but uh, and John Thompson was uh, described as larger than life. He was a big six foot nine, six foot 10, huge person. He uh, actually was the backup center for Bill Russell on the uh, Celtics back in the day and um, was just notorious for being Georgetown basketball. Uh, there's all kinds of stories about him taking on like drug dealers in Georgetown uh, uh, of the way that they were trying to affect and come after his players. And one of the, uh, the most uh, famous things about him is that uh, his players that he coached, they graduated at least 7% from Georgetown University. And uh, for a fun fact, um, it's kind of hilarious to look at it now, but I thought Georgetown was at HBCU back in the day, just because mm. everybody that was uh, coming and graduating out of there, I didn't really know anything about Georgetown, but Georgetown is uh, very, very not a uh, HBCU. But um, <laughs> if you just looked at their basketball team, you would definitely think that, but it, it uh, showed that uh, John Thompson was really about getting these kids educated and uh, won a national title and uh, did, did so much for the uh, Georgetown uh, uh, university and probably is the most famous uh, black college basketball coach, I would say. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Just a quick point of order in terms of uh, his career. He did win the national uh, championship in 1984. Uh, you already mentioned all the great players that, uh, that played for Georgetown. He's real famous for having that, that long white towel over his, uh, over his uh, suit and sweating profusely, obviously, on the sidelines. Uh, Allen Iverson credited him with saving his goddamn life. And so, um, rest in peace to him. Uh, huge figure in the world of basketball, and uh, it's going to be missed quite a bit. I, I, you don't think of Georgetown basketball, uh, and maybe even Big East basketball, without thinking of uh, John Thompson. All right. Yeah, absolutely. When you, have, when you said that he won the national and you paused a little bit, I thought you were going to say the spelling bee. <laughs> Goddamn. <laughs> wow. All right, moving on to last but not least, we have Chadwick Boseman, mm. famed actor that played King T'Challa in the MCU Civil War, the Black Panther, Infinity War, and Endgame, has passed away. Boseman's breakout role came as portraying basketball legend Jackie Robinson in the movie 42. Wait, wait, wait baseball, on... baseball, baseball legend. Oh, I, was, I thought I said baseball. <laughs> Did it sound oh, like basketball? My bad. It sounded like basketball. Okay. Baseball. Baseball. They went went on to play James Brown in the film Get On Up, and then played Thurgood Marshall in the film Marshall. In 2016, he was diagnosed with stage 3 colon cancer, but continued to work while undergoing treatment. He died due to complications to his illness on August 28, 2020. He was 43. 
This yeah. one, this one was strange to me because uh, I saw Cronus uh, post that Chadwick Boseman Boseman died, and I thought he was trying to prank us or something. I'm all, this can't be right. And sure enough, like reports were coming in, uh, everything was coming in. Uh, he had passed away because he was suffering from this illness. Uh, like Blue had said, there were people questioning what was going on with him because he had posted pictures of him where he was really skinny and people thought he was doing it for a role or that he needed to eat. They're definitely either questioning what was going on or outright, <clears throat> excuse me, outright like uh, roasting him because he didn't look good. Yeah, he kept it all secret too because like, I don't think any, I mean, other than no. inner people, like a lot of people didn't know that he was suffering from this, but this fool was still out there working, making these hit movies. He was. It was uh, It was crazy to me that um, people were showing, like foundations were showing, that he went to go visit terminally ill camp, uh, kids while uh, during like the press junket of uh, Black Panther and all these kids were like, you know, we get to meet Black Panther, we can't wait for this film. There's from the same snippet of where they're on the junket and uh like he to him it was just his work he didn't understand why these kids were um were so excited but two of the kids got to him they're like you know this is basically like christmas to them and then he, he started to understand how big this film was to him and it broke his heart that some of them didn't get to live that long to see it so but he was there to show his support but then like blue was saying he was privately battling the in a certain form of cancer himself, but he still went out and saw kids that were dying or terminally ill, and he also was battling himself, which was tremendous. I didn't know that Denzel Washington helped support his uh, acting career. Like Denzel went on, um, uh, Jimmy Fallon was saying like he saw Black Panther, but he asked for his money back because he basically loaned it to him so he could finish his uh, his acting career and whatnot. It was just <laughs> tremendous stuff going on, like tremendous love. Like this affected a lot of people because the movie Black Panther made a billion dollars. You know, um, the majority black cast, uh, black superhero, everybody, loved, a lot of people love the film. I want to say everybody fucking loved the film. And uh, to lose someone essentially so young was kind of kind of hit a lot of people a certain certain way, so. The one thing I was crazy about is that I thought this dude was in his 20s, to be honest. I didn't, know, I didn't know he was our age. Like, holy shit, when I found out he was 43, I was like, wait, what? Like, holy shit. Like, he looks he looks younger. He, if, he's like the, the poster boy for Black Don't Crack. Him and Angela Bassett. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, I thought he was... I, I, I would say I thought he was like 35. I didn't think he was like in his 40s. But, I mean, I was still shocked that someone as relatively as young as him is gone. I mean, it just goes to show you never, you never know what someone is battling privately. You, you're tomorrow's never promised, you know, just, you know, try to do your best to take care of yourself. Uh, I saw a lot of people saying, you know, black males, we need to get checked up. We need to make sure that we're getting checked up and stuff like that. Um, I think everyone should, you know, try to keep their health up, not just us. I mean, he was, you know, it was four years of him battling cancer, but I mean, he, he was in pretty good shape. I mean, mm -hmm. you know, it's just showing that no matter how good of a shape that you think you're in, you can still get hit by some debilitating disease that can, you know, potentially end your life. It was really sad. You know, I didn't, uh, shout out to my boy, Patrick, who, um, messaged me. That's, that's how I heard about it is because he messaged me and he was like, Chadwick Wilson died. And I was just like, what the fuck? I was like, are you serious? 
Like, I didn't, I didn't think it was real. And then I saw it and, like, I didn't think, like, usually celebrity deaths don't, like, hit me so hard. But this is probably, like, one of the most difficult deaths for, like, me personally to deal with since, like, Anthony Bourdain, like, kind of easily. You know, like, mm. when Anthony Bourdain died, that fucked me up, too. And when Chadwick Boseman died, I was just like, this guy was in, like, the prime time of his career. And the fact that he, you know, hid that he was going through a, a life, potentially life-ending disease and didn't say anything to anybody. He was visiting cancer kids in these treatment centers, didn't even mention that he had cancer as well. He was battling it for four years. He made multiple movies while going through chemotherapy and multiple surgeries and didn't say anything to anybody. I was just like, wow, you know? It, it was like, holy shit, I don't know why this, my microphone just changed. That was weird. Yeah, um, you're literally, your volume got just crazy raised. Up. I don't know. <laughs> and I did nothing. That was weird. Anyway. Base is already haunted. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Um, to me, that was just like, it was noble. Um, it, it, you know, at least as far as like keeping your personal life personal still. Like the world didn't need to know, but I, I wish I did know, you know what I mean? Like what he was going through because, I mean, just to throw in some more support, it just, it sucks that this guy died like this. And I'm going back through and like listening to some of his speeches. If y'all have a chance to listen to his Howard speech, um, it's 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 an excellent motivational speech um, about his um, life coming up through you know acting and like um, how he basically lost a role because he was asking too many questions about a basically shallow black character and um, just his going through the industry and just how not to give up you know and him you know in the Black Panther film was so important to you know africans everywhere as, as well as obviously african-americans but this is the first movie that i've seen personally in my life to where i saw the vast majority of america um and the world really actually give a shit about africa even though it was you know wasn't a real place but people cared about african lore because there was a lot of real african lore in there and the fact that people were like you know you would see kids of all ethnicities you know, doing the Wakanda, you know, salute, doing the dressing up, you know, cosplaying as Black Panther, you know, just like really get really being interested in African cultures. I think it was so important for the world. Um, and I think you recognize that after he played the role. Um, I don't know. It's just it's just fucked up that he, that he passed away like like this. Um, I wish we would have had him in, you know, the next Black Panther, but. I mean, they'll figure it. We'll probably talk about it later on in the podcast, but there's ways around, you know, T'Challa dying in the MCU and Black Panther still going on. So I'll let the rest of y'all speak on on Chadwick Boseman's death. Yeah, I mean, for for, for me, um, don't don't get me wrong. I mean, we love we love MCU stuff. Uh, we love comic books and whatnot. But you know, mo- way more important than that, there's you know a young. A young man that that, that died uh, at the age of 43. It was actually from colon cancer, just so that we're clear on on the the cause of death. Um, I gotta also give a shout out to his team. Boy, oh boy, did they were they uh, strict on uh, no fucking leaks? You know, yeah. I mean, th- this was not. You didn't see this shit on TMZ. You didn't see this shit on some tabloid bullshit. Uh, they, they, they kept his privacy and I, I really got to salute them for that. This hit me hard. It's still kind of hitting me. Um, he's, he's, he's in our age group. Uh, he was well loved and he also, he took 
roles deliberately that would um, had some integrity, had some um, yeah. uh, some some great writing, and had some some weightiness to them. They weren't just flimsy roles. And um, you know, I, I even go back to uh, uh, his 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 role in the Five Bloods that we talked about earlier this year, uh, which was impressive as well. So he he's he's got a catalog. Definitely go back if you've only seen him in Black Panther. Try to watch him in some other movies. Uh, they're all worth seeing, especially for his performances. And I just, it, it, what pains me is he seemed like he was just getting started. I can't get over that part now. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'll, I'll give up the floor. I, one cool thing I just yeah, want to point out too is that, you know, even though he was past, like he knew that he wasn't going to survive or be here much longer, he married his, his girlfriend so that she would be taken care of, which I thought was a, a really sweet gesture as like a, a going away thing, basically. But yeah, I mean, the guy was... An amazing actor. I've only I've actually only seen him in Black Panther and the Marvel movies, and I did want to see Twenty One Bridges, but I never got around to watching that. But I know it's on Netflix, and he also got like another movie, like something something for the King or something like that. I think that's on Netflix, which I'm gonna so, be checking out. So really quick, he has a movie coming out later this year on Netflix. It's called Ma Rainey's Black Bottom. Mm-hmm. So it'll be released sometime later in 2020. There you go. He's an icon. Um, he brought uh, representation to a lot of people uh, when they saw Black Panther on screen. I mean, we we know it technically wasn't the first uh, comic book movie, but it was probably one that more people could obviously relate to than like Blade. Um, so it was really cool for like, and, and the cool thing about it was it, it just wasn't a black thing. Like you. There were, there were white kids, Asian kids, Latino kids that were dressing up like Black Panther, and they they definitely loved the role. And he he made people more interested in reading about Black Panther, learning about Wakanda, uh, learning about Africa, and just just it, it it was really cool to just what he was able to do just with how he portrayed the role. Um, and it was it was really sad to. Uh, to read some of the stuff that like Ryan Coogler said uh, when he was giving his uh, his his uh, his love to to Chad, uh, and then also Michael B. Jordan's um, he, he gave like an Instagram post uh, that was really long and really thoughtful and was just like really like deep and just in terms of like the friendship that they had and they developed over the time period from even before the movie, during the movie, and after the movie, and uh, it just sucks when another person that uh you just don't know what the future had for him for them especially because it was so bright yeah for him um yeah. i don't know if he had any any kids or anything um i hope he did it's, uh it'd be cool for just to have that that lineage uh to go on stuff like that uh two little cool things that i saw was that the state of south carolina uh, lowered their flags like half mast, which was really cool. He's from, I guess, uh, born in the state of South Carolina, and then uh, it was unfortunately sad that uh, on the same day that uh, Major League Baseball was celebrating Jackie Robinson Day was that the day that he uh, passed away and everything. So you had everyone in Major League Baseball wearing the number 42 for for Jackie Robinson, and then that happened. Yeah, yeah, really, really sucked. But I mean, 
I guess the world goes forward. It's just it's just terrible that it that it happened. So R.I.P. the you know the King of the Dead, T'Challa. That's all I remember. Yeah. All I remember as Chad as well. But you know probably <laughs> his most iconic role was the Black Panther. So yeah. Well, one, one cool thing I like how like I'm not sure if this was like legit or not, but we saw like kid, pictures of kids kind of have like a memorial service for for the little Black Panther action figure and they have like all their other action figures on the side kind of paying respect. Like I thought that was kind of cool to see floating around. Who yeah, knows how much yeah, of it was true, but it was still pretty cute to see. All right. We, uh, yep. Yeah. We're past this part now. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's all right. It sucks. Um, so I guess since we talked about something that was crazy depressing, um, we have something that's good to talk about. All right, so now that we're done talking about the unfortunate death of uh, Chadwick Boseman, um, I will change the lights. So I changed the lights for talking about him. <laughs> and there you go. Now we're back to white. Um, as y'all know, we were working on the Infinity Base for years. Um, <laughs> literally two fucking years. So hold on, I have to change the lights for a second. Um, turn all the lights on in here. Um, but the Infinity Base is done. Yeah. So, you know, as far as like I, I moved in, unfortunately, the rest of the guys can't be in the space right Yay. now. So I figured I would at least show you what the inside looks like. I'm a little bit better. I, you know, I did an Instagram post and a Facebook post of like what it looks like. So I'll, I'll grab the camera so you guys can kind of look around um, just a little bit. So this is inside the building. That's that's the front. I have to work on that part to like soundproof the door. Obviously, it's not done. Um, and like put some insulation in there. That's like a mat right there before I do jiu-jitsu and stuff. Um, the floors are pretty cool. They're mm -hmm. nice. Uh, oh, right nice. They're yeah. good. They're, they look, yeah, they look pretty good. <laughs> yeah. um, that's one of the windows. There's another window over there. The <laughs> TV where I play video games. There's some miscellaneous comics. And this is like, this might be kind of weird, but this is like the actual setup. If you ever wonder what the setup looks like for the podcast, you get to get a sneak peek. So... That's uh, this actual setup of the podcast. A, and if it's, so, it's even on the OnlyFans page yet, either. Oh, damn. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We're so, on oh, so those of you, those of you who are listening to this through uh, just audio, you can go check out our YouTube page and you can watch the video, watch it there. Yeah. See what the base looks like. And these lights, they're uh, I can change them, as you can see. Yeah, go some purple, mood lighting. purple, blue, green. You got all kinds of different colors yeah. going on. Yeah, I can do all the colors and then just go back to white. It also goes to music too. So if I throw a party in here, it'll be uh, pretty fucking dope. Um, how many how many coats of that black paint did you put on them walls? Uh, two. Um, and actually, there's gonna be there's a place here. Look at the wall right here, um, hmm. over there. That's where the uh, yeah. the logo is gonna go. So we're gonna nice. KMS gonna paint the logo of the podcast right there. Excuse me, right there. Um, and I also, also have like a bunch of artwork and comic books being um, posted on the walls. Uh, one of the first ones I'm going to do is, I forget the guy's name, was Ronin something. He Warrior? Wrote, no. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he wrote, <laughs> no, he, he wrote us a letter and then also... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And he sent us, um, or sent me, or us, it's us, a uh, signed copy of Silver Silver Black. Yeah. And so I'm going to post his letter... And the comic on the wall, as long as, as along with a bunch of other like rare comics that I have, along with um, the Cape and Cowl edition of 
uh, Black Panther. Put it cool. close on the wall as well. I have a bunch. I have a bunch of copies, um, and a few other like rare comics, plus a bunch of artwork and stuff like that. So, so yeah, it's nice to have an actual space. I can't wait to have the guys in here. The setup that I have currently will not support everybody else in here. I have to move the table over, but I have potentially months before I can see the rest of these guys in the same room. Hmm. So for now, I'm just setting it up to where it's more convenient for me. Um, I'll probably put the the whole table on caster so I can move it around. Uh, when people come in that and move back, sense. when you know people are gone, so because yeah, this whole... is this is huge. This is this is monumental. Yeah, and you, you know what's funny is that you know Joe Rogan, like he he's moving to Texas, mm-hmm. um, and like his whole setup is kind of it's it's actually eerily similar to ours. It's way more dope though. But I was he, about to say, uh, yeah, we we ain't got that Joe Joe Rogan money now. No, but like he has like the whole like kind of curved ceiling, but his is like way more curved. It looks like okay. uh, it looks like a spaceship. Uh, it, it's fucking amazing. That, that's what I aspire to. The table this is on right now, eventually I'll replace with something that's more um, suitable for the podcast because mm-hmm. this is only suitable for like me and like my work environment and some other stuff because it's kind of a curved table. I like to have a more straight table um, for all of us so we can all sit and look at each other because um, if you ever notice like when we're doing the podcast, like it's hard for me to look at people because they're like behind me. <laughs> so yeah um eventually you know we'll, we'll change it up and uh and, but you know we got we got some time and uh but at least for now you know i moved in the soundproofing works pretty good except for the front door because it's not soundproofed at all um uh, but i you know i can blast music in here and people can't really hear it um it's good stuff yeah so it's uh it's nice i can't wait for you guys to, to come see it and, and share this space with me good cheer Super excited! I can't wait to that. Back. I can't wait to each of us add our own little flavor to it. Should be fucking. Yeah, yeah. Bring in, bring in artwork. Bring in whatever. We'll put them up on the walls. So we have, we yep. have some wall space. No defecating, prodigy. Yeah, yeah, oh, no, yeah no, no carpet. There's no carpet. So no carpet no. shitting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Good fucking shit, y'all. Yeah, dude. That that is exciting. Uh, it's a long time coming. Uh, that that might be the best 2020 news <laughs> we've gotten in a while, man. Yeah, exactly. Fucking Christ, holy shit. Um, where where uh, well, so you want to you want to go jump back to some real life stuff or? I mean, it doesn't matter. Well, there's something that's on here that Stitch wanted that's not on the list that Stitch didn't get to last week, and more news has come out this week. It's not on here, but I think. We should put our sense on it before we get into some nerdy shit. And that I is the Fort Hood. The f- oh, yeah. Fort Hood. Yeah. Oh, so Fort fine. Hood is Gundam shit. Take this away. You've been itching to talk about this. We didn't get to it Yeah, last week. well, that was last week. I, I wish I had, it, I had it prepped a little bit more because it's a little bit rusty in my head. But uh, I don't even know the person's name. But there was another soldier from Fort Hood that turned up missing um, that had i guess previously reported some sort of like sexual assault i don't know if he was a victim of it or if he witnessed some sort of sexual assault of like a supervisor or something something of some nature of that but um apparently they ended up finding this soldier i believe he was um strung up on a tree and uh they were saying it was a suicide i don't know what the investigation has turned up with the progress on that. This was just uh, sort of breaking last week, so I haven't really been able to see too much news on it. Um, I did see today that I guess the 
I don't know if it's the command, I don't know the proper um, military term for who runs Fort Hood, uh, what that that person is uh, in terms of like their, their rank, but I guess he's under some sort of investigation or he was removed. Yeah, he, uh, he was which, removed, yeah. Yeah, which, I mean, seems like it's something that uh, should have been done for a good good long while since uh, there's just been all kinds of crazy shit going on there. Uh, I saw like a article it's breaking down the entire timeline of just people going up missing, turning up dead, scandals, and, and, and all kinds of stuff. I think they had, in 2020 alone, it was either four or five actual, like, murders. And then they have, like, a bunch of people, a bunch of, like, dis- some disappearances that are kind of, like, undetermined, but they can't rule out foul play. It's just crazy shit going on there. Holy shit. So, and, on. so the, the guy was a commander, and he lost his post, and they denied him transfer after the incidents at arm so that right there his whole career is basically done like if, if they make you step down and you can't transfer anywhere they're gonna kick your ass out so he, he's yeah. gonna lose like everything that he that he had but it needs to be done i mean there were so many missteps um sorry Stitch, if you want to c- complete i just want to no no, no. You, you know more about the uh like the military aspect of it i'm glad you, you jumped in and cl- clarified that yeah yeah so listen I, i've never been a fan of the army since uh since i went to iraq i'm a u.s marine um when i went to iraq one of the first things that i saw when i went there were signs saying that females shouldn't walk alone at night on this base in iraq and i was like what the fuck what is going on here like this I, i never ever saw any sort of signs like that in the marine corps um and the fact that in fort hood we have so many you know deaths um, of soldiers and it took so long for for uh, somebody to hire up the chain to get to, to step down or get kicked or you know to have any kind of disciplinary action it's just like to me that's like army that's that's the way the army's been for years as far as I'm concerned that, that's how that's what I've personally experienced from like dealing with the army and it needs to stop um, if that would have been the Marine Corps immediately it would have been a whole chain of command that had been fucked it wouldn't have just been just a commander. It had been, you know, platoon sergeants. It had been uh, staff sergeants. It had been gunnies. It had been all the way up. There would have been investigations done pretty much immediately. And then folks would have been stepping down. I'll, I'll give you an example. Um, this is, and this is like the shittiest experience that anybody probably might have had. Not probably the shittiest, but this is a shitty experience that I had in the Marine Corps. And it's when I first came in the Marine Corps. Okay. When I first came in the Marine Corps, this is a totally true story. I was a fucking total boot. This was like maybe a month or two after I came in the Marine Corps. And I went to I went on a field op and it was on like some it was it was on a beach and we got to stay in the barracks, which is which is kinda weird. It's not typically that you're in the field and stay in the barracks. Um, but the guy that I was in that I was sharing the barracks room with, he smoked weed every day. And he and he asked me, he's like, Hey, you want some? I was like, No, like what the fuck? I like I can't you can't smoke weed in the Marine Corps. Like what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Like, I'm not going to, like, fucking snitch on you, but it's just like, listen, man, I'm not smoking fucking weed. I'm fucking boot. I'm trying to stay in the Marine Corps. What the fuck is wrong with you? Um, but he had ways that I won't talk about, but he had ways around piss tests because you, you got piss tests all the time in the Marine Corps. So, you know, a couple months later, shit hits the fan, and um, they figured out that there was a, a gunny that was basically selling clean piss to people to pass piss tests. The gunny got reduced to a private and thrown in the brig. There was 
eight people, I'm sorry, ten people in in my platoon that got thrown in the brig. One guy who never did, he's a good friend of mine. I'm not going to say his name. Well, I'll say his first name. His name is Jeremy, for whoever listens to this. He got thrown in the brig for guilty by association. The dude didn't pop on any piss test. That's how fucking for real the Marine Corps Damn. was. Guilty by association. By association? Yeah. That's Just because he hung out with them? Yeah. That, that's Ooh. why I got thrown in the brig. Totally true. And I was just like, dude, what the... Yeah. So he hated the fucking Marine Corps after that. But it's like, that's how extreme the Marine Corps will go to weed out fucking weakness. Um, but the Army, on the other hand, we had basically a small mountain of deaths, of, of bodies, and nobody stepped down. No, there was no, like, legit investigation. There was no nothing. Like, when the woman said that she got, you know, sexually harassed or sexually assaulted, that alone should have kicked off so many goddamn investigations, especially when she wasn't found. That alone to me, I was just like, what the fuck is going on here? And then another body shows up along with her body. And then another body and another. And and still, their chain of command was intact. And I'm thinking, like, how the fuck is this chain of command still in command with a series of missteps it just didn't make any goddamn sense to me so yeah i'm glad that one guy got removed but it needs to the shit needs to roll downhill there needs to be at least five more army people that need to be removed and thrown in the brig as far as i'm concerned for derelict of duty not properly investigating fucking rapes potential rapes and deaths within their own units and so I, I will give them no kind of fucking um, leeway on this because they had months to clarify this shit and they did nothing. So, so I, I don't get I, I, I hear you. I hear what you're saying, Kronos, but I don't even get how there's no uh, hearings about this. Like this, this seems like a low level uh, localized epidemic of murders <laughs> like just flat out like what what in the entire fuck one is is, is terrible it, it sounds like you can count on maybe two hands over the course of the last oh, yeah 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 the course of the last year or less than a year than the amount of missing or confirmed dead well, so and these are people in uniform i'm glad you asked that but just to clarify a hearing you can only have a hearing after an investigation was done, right? If, okay. you, if, if you have no evidence, there's there's going to be no hearing. And so for me, that's why I was like, why was there no investigation? Because there was clearly no real investigation done because they found bodies. And then all of a sudden, like nobody was investigating, like really what led up to those bodies being found. Um, they weren't really investigating the claims that, that the first woman had of sexual assault. They were kind of flipping about it. And they found somebody else that was associated with that woman that also turned up dead. So I was just like, your investigation um, was piss poor at, at best, if it even existed at all. As far as I'm concerned, it didn't. A, a real investigation didn't happen. Yeah, I, th- th- and it also should, this. I know this is a very busy year. I get it. We got COVID. We got hurricanes. We got forest fires. I get it. This should have been a, this should have been an even bigger story, especially with the number of bodies. And you're talking about in in uniform. Uh, it it is about as disturbing as you could possibly get. It sounds like multiple, basically serial killers almost, on base. Um, so, I guess according so this one is kind of misleading. But it, the report 
<clears throat> is that 26 soldiers have died on Fort Hood, but not, but they lumped them in with accidents, suicide, homicide, illness, and pending cases, which I'm not sure what that, I guess they're trying to investigate those. Only one of the soldiers from Fort Hood has died in Iraq. Everyone else has died at home. So, because the one That's with when. the... Uh, <laughs> yes. Did he to win? Um, where does this date start? It looks like this goes back as far as March 1st? Of this year? Yeah. That's, yeah. That, that's a lot of deaths <laughs> in one place <laughs> since March. So it says, it says it's the most, yeah, it says it's the most, most deaths ever at this, at this establishment. So, I mean, cause there was the one where they were trying to, one soldier who died and they were going after another soldier who would, who might have knowledge and that soldier killed himself. Yeah, that was so, the, the last one, the Gillian thing, I think. So that right there was a bunch of red flags to me. That was the first case that I even heard about. And then more of these people going missing, bodies being found weeks later, more people go missing, bodies found later. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? You know, there's a bunch of conspiracy theories out there. I just want to know what a real investigation will turn up. I mean, it also sounds, just to be clear, it sounds like there needs to be multiple. There needs to be an investigation into every missing or dead per dead person. And then the people who knew to possibly have a, a linkage between those those cases. Maybe there is a linkage, maybe there isn't. But holy fucking shit, man. That's, that's multiple investigations on top of other investigations. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Okay. Um... We can go. Uh, was there anything else on that one, Stitch? No, no, no. All right. Uh, did you guys see Lovecraft? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yes. All right. I I have not, but please, I want to please discuss it, man. Tell me what y'all thought of episode three. Ooh, who wants to dive in on this? Because a lot of craziness. Okay, we good. Twenty, I'll go ahead. Um, uh, the best I can describe this current episode, it felt kind of like an episode of American Horror Story, kind of. Um, that's the best I can come up with. There was um, a preface about um, uh, inner city Chicagoan African Americans who went into a house, moved into a house, and then disappeared and they were never found again. That's literally the black screen text uh start of the episode and then um after the crazy events of last week we literally start with letty and her sister walking down the street talking about the house that letty just bought and i'm just like what the hell like are we even gonna talk uh oh there was a funeral at the very beginning sort of but it just shows her crying but letty ends up getting money and buying a house it looks like the psycho house from the like the 60s or whatnot but letty's like oh this is going to be a fixture upper i want you and me talking to her sister we i want us to be our house our mama left this money and or she basically covers up that she got money from her mom so she gets the house they move it in apparently the house has 13 rooms um letty wants to rent the rooms out to other you know african-american uh citizens that live in the area and the neighborhood is like all white 
So the people across the street, they're like looking through their windows. They're getting a, you know, you can tell that they're not happy that a bunch of Negroes are moving in into their block. So the moment they get all settled in, they, the white folks in the area start to do like a little protest. They park their cars right in front. They um, tie bricks to the horn. So the horns are blaring all night long. And then they're just sitting there at the edge of the property next to the cars, waiting for them to do something. And then the cops, there's a police car that rolls right down the street, just like driving through, waiting to see if something's going to happen. But they don't approach nobody. They just sit there and and coast on through. So then uh, it goes by days. I guess it's the course of, I guess, 13 days or whatnot, 13, 13, 14 days. Letty decides to have a housewarming party. So she's just like, hey, I'm, we're going to throw this huge party. Her sister's like, I don't know if the neighbors are going to like this because our neighbors already don't like us. But they throw a party anyway. Bunch of people were there. And then shit starts to get kind of fucking weird. Like, there's like, I guess, apparitions or whatnot in the house. There's voices. Uh, there's like this weird like room that's like I guess no one knew about that has like fully furnished It's just craziness like Letty was taking pictures of people uh, In the house or whatnot and then she goes to her dark room and sees that there's it's like weird scratches or weird um, I don't know how to uh, just like it, it looks like there's some uh, Some figures no, so it's episode. This is all an episode. Like so a haunted Letty, house kind of thing. Yeah, it's like a, literally a haunted haunted house episode. It's Lovecraft. Yes. Okay. And so Letty takes the pictures that have the weird scratches in it. She puts it together and it forms a face. Then the face comes together and comes up out of the pictures. Tells her to get out of the house. God damn. So <laughs> she's just like, "What the fuck?" Um, she gets out of the house. Uh. And then there's a cross burning on the front lawn. What city are they in? What city are they in now? Chicago, I believe, still. Oh, and okay. I, I didn't see anything about them moving. Um, before like Letty gets mad, I mean, her and Tick have like a little. They have the moment. They, uh, you know, they basically have sex during the party, and mm-hmm. it's basically what she wanted. Yeah, it's basically what she wanted, but we learned something about Letty that I'm not going to give away exactly. It's something interesting that you may have thought one thing, but something else. And uh, we go back to the burning cross. Letty gets mad, gets a bat, comes through and just starts bashing the windows of the cars that are still there with their horns blaring. So the horns are blaring literally for like 24 hours. The horns are still going. She comes in, she bashes all the windows and um this she knows or actually she doesn't know the rest of the people know that this is going to upset the rest of the neighborhood so her sister pulls up the car opens the trunk and all the weapons that are in the house because i guess there's like you know everyone had a weapon i guess all the weapons get loaded into the trunk and her sister drives away just when the police show up police show up to deal with the disturbance um, everyone surrenders, but then they take them what appears to be separate cars, but they put Letty in her car by herself and the cop that's there, he starts asking her about the house. Like, how did you get the money for this house? Who helped you? 
why are you in this house? You know what's going on in the house, don't you? And she's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know what happened. You know that there were there were bodies that were found in the house. We found, uh, like, I think he said five or 30 bunch of Negro bodies that were in this house and they were dismembered or whatnot. Damn. And she's like, what? And she's like, who told you to move in this house? So they do like this. They basically have these hooks in the back of the car or like straps. The cop yeah. holds onto the strap. And he like signals the driver. And the driver starts veering on the road, slamming Letty through like the walls of the, the car. As the cop keeps asking her like about the house, how does she get the money? What does she know about the house? Why does she move in and whatnot? And they just keep slamming it. You know, into the walls yeah. of the police car. What? They did let's some Freddy, Freddy Gray type shit. They, yeah, they did some Freddy Gray type shit where they load mm -hmm. her in the paddy wagon, uh, bringing her to the police station, and, and then in transport she gets fucked up and everything. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, he actually doesn't physically beat her up, but no. he's cuffed in the back of this like big ass like paddy wagon with not restrained or whatever, and they start driving crazy. So she's getting tossed all over the. Um, the the back of the the, the uh transport Patty way yeah but let me play by uh smoothie's sister right Jer uh smoothie's yeah. juicy smoothie yeah. <laughs> yeah uh were you going to um, you had a, you had a question prodigy no 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 keep continue i, I, I thought what stitch I was, was going to do what i was going to say was uh for the second time i've noticed they do these like weird jumps or whatever in terms of like how they're telling the story and and it seemed like they I had to go back because I thought I missed something but after you see her getting sort of tossed around the uh the jail cell I mean, I'm sorry the back of the the transit the vehicle it like goes to a completely different thing I'm like well okay so how did this whole thing like end and you get out it, it just some of the the storytelling is a little weird and Chronostar touched on it I guess two weeks ago where they jumped from like the dinner all of a sudden they're running down sprinting down some stairs and the the outdoor barn and i'm like wait a minute what did i miss something or whatever and it's just oh, cut weird another thing um, I, i'm glad you said that because you know what's funny is that matt actually talked about it so apparently there's like a uh, a scene where they show like how far away where they were was in like a cut scene but it's like it wasn't clear to me and i guess to you so i'm assuming to others of like how far okay. away all this shit was because yeah when i first watched it i was just like How'd they get there? But yeah, there, there are some weird editing issues that are that are still happening. It's still yeah. enjoyable, but yeah, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, I, I assume I mean, distance, it was just weird storytelling. It's just yeah. like, okay, well, why are they running? They were at dinner two seconds ago. Why are they sprinting down some stairs? Did I miss a line or some sort of like emergency situation, but they're just running downstairs and I forget what the hard jump cut was to in this past episode, but I, I kind of noticed that as well. And I was just like, okay, whatever. Um, well, I think there's a few in this one because, like, we never see Letty get taken to the station. It jumps to, right. like, the next day. It yeah. literally goes after Letty is given information about the house. She didn't know that there was murder. She didn't know people were missing. And she didn't know, I think, uh, the house was set on fire or something like that. Yeah. Because, I mean, she gets... it's... go ahead. I, I, I was going to say, because it. I was waiting for something crazier to happen because you can't just go start bashing white people's cars <laughs> or in 1950-something Chicago or whatever. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's going to, in theory, get you more than just like a, a trip to the jail or whatever. I oh, thought yeah. she was in more of an entire 
circumstance, especially because she went up and down the street just beating the shit out of those cars with the with the bat. Oh yeah. Um, then I'm trying to remember the actual sort of chronological events of it, but essentially she gets back home, and while oh she, I, well, I guess they decide they're going to do this like seance kind of thing. Yeah, well, uh, yeah. she 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 investigates the home, and she asked Tick to help her do the pictures, and she finds out that there was some kind of doctor that had the house. He was a white doctor, and people went missing, and um, doing like experiments. Experiments, yeah, he was doing experiments, and they believe it was on Negro people because those people were never seen, never seen again. And so uh, they get this uh, voodoo lady. That looks like Angie Mama come through. Uh, <laughs> literally, they, go? they cut a they they cut a goat's neck right on the front porch. These I think the white kids see it or whatever. Yeah, they, yeah, they see it. They see yeah, it. they're plotting or whatever. Because uh, they were like, "Oh, you fucked up our cars. We gonna fuck you up or whatever." They, they were gonna do. Uh, they go inside. and They're gonna have their little um, exorcism, I guess, of the the boiler room that that was in this uh, house. Um, the house is, is pretty crazy. There's this there's this elevator that goes. It's like an old school elevator that's raggedy as fuck. Um, almost almost takes her fucking head off the first time. Uh, she pokes her head in the doorway. She's just like, oh, we're gonna fix that. It's like, no, I'm never getting on that bitch. But uh, it was it was foreshadowing something a little bit later. So they go in the basement. They have their their stay on, and while they're they're having their stay on, they're talking about like, don't break hands or whatever. They're doing their their chants and everything, and then the the, the three white boys break into the house. Uh, they're looking to uh, whip bats. They're looking, I guess, to, to fuck them up and everything. And during this whole process, uh, you start to see these these ghosts start to appear. It reminds me of the movie Thirteen Ghosts. Yeah, where you yeah, have right these yeah. different. Yeah, you have these distinct, weird-looking things. There's this one guy. I just it just reminded me of Big Baby. Like this <laughs> this guy with a basketball jersey on. It's got a head of a baby on it, like an infant or whatever. And it's just crazy. And there's a, a couple other characters. There's one that's yeah. like got this like weird ass this like jaw. She has no like, she has no jaw. She has no yeah. jaw. Her so jaw's they, gone. They, they start roaming around the house and crazy shit like that. And um they end up fucking up the, the kids and stuff, uh while this whole seance going on. Uh they in the basement they start to I guess see the the ghosts that were there at the house, which looked to be experiments that this was white crazy doctor did and everything. And uh, actually, the the spirit jumps into the the voodoo lady and starts choking the shit out of Tick. Then transfers mm. over to Tick, and Tick starts fucking up Letty and crazy shit. And uh, the seance eventually just fucking whatever expels the ghost and everything. And uh, the, the three white kids, they end up getting murdered in the house. And uh, you see at the end that they're they're sort of in the basement uh, still uh, to make the sort of story, I guess, short. But yeah. um, crazy shit going on. Uh, then also at the very end, you see, uh, I, I like to call her Emma Frost. Um, <laughs> she, oh, she that's right. <laughs> she shows up and everything. And Tick is like, bitch, why the fuck are you here? I thought we, we were done. And she's got this like, this like Professor X power. Where she, well, actually, just like you fucking Emma Frost, just like paralysis power, where she can just like stop 
you from doing whatever the fuck it is that you were doing because it let a tick tries to pull a gun on her and he she sort of just freezes him and uh-huh. uh it was just it was just like yo we we got business to talk about this ain't over la 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 and uh he, he, there's gonna be i guess some more craziness going on i don't know if it's gonna be tied to the house or if they're gonna go back to uh where the old building was at but they sort of explained his his sort of blood right and, and all this other stuff going on yeah it was uh i really don't think that we're gonna i think it's gonna be like like Cronus said it's gonna be like a twilight zone but yet it invi- involves the same people i really don't think it's gonna go back to anything it's gonna be something new it's gonna be something crazy um i'm pretty sure they're gonna be in some canals or something next next episode they're gonna be investigating more stuff about the past and probably more crazy shit's gonna happen it definitely sounds like an episode of uh, American Horror Story. Uh-huh. It did. It literally yeah. felt like, to me, it literally felt like the Murder House um, mm-hmm. season. It's like it the Murder House. Be- it's like the Murder House and the the Louisiana episode. I can't remember what that yeah. was called. Oh, the, the Coven. Coven? Yeah, Coven, the witches. Yeah, no, kind of no. like that. No, this one was took place in Louisiana. Oh yeah, it was Coven. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah Coven Coven. took place in Louisiana. I mean, Cornus, I got. Well, hold on, hold on, hold on, Cornus. What was your thoughts? You saw it. Did you like this episode or? Yeah, I like the episode. I mean, it especially, I, I think that people that are watching this that don't know about real American history might not, oh, might not have realized that these things really happened. Like when you had uh, just a black family move into a predominantly white neighborhood in the 50s and 60s, um, you would be met with violence. And it was violence that was federally approved federally and locally approved um they would not help you they were not going to send the police officers to help you at at any time um they were there to facilitate violence against those people uh and it was a particularly difficult um time for african americans to live in america because they thought that hey you know we can own property like everybody else we were told we were guaranteed these rights we could live wherever we want. In the meanwhile, if you bought a home in somewhere where you didn't show up first and you didn't realize that, hey, this is an all-white neighborhood, and all of a sudden you move in and then you have a cross burning on your fucking lawn, it's like, what do you do? This yep. is like what we, we talk about when it comes to generational wealth. Um, this is why one of the main reasons why African-Americans are so far behind other ethnic groups is because other ethnic groups didn't have to worry about shit like this back in the day you know what i mean first of all a lot of them they didn't move into predominantly white neighborhoods you know they, they kind of kept to their own but um if you were african-american coming from the south and you moved up you were told that you know there's freedom in the north so you moved to the north you bought a house you know pretty much sight unseen or you might have visited it once or twice you're like oh this is a good neighborhood you move your, you know, you and the rest of your black family in, and then all of a sudden you realize that your neighbors don't want you there, and they will use violence to get you out of there. And this episode Ooh, really, dang. really highlighted that. And it's this is why I, I kind of compare this show to The Watchmen because it shows mm-hmm. that soft underbelly of America that people don't want to um, realize. They want to dismiss it. They want to talk about how slavery was so long ago, dismissing all the other atrocities that were done to uh, people that, that look like me. 
you know, mm-hmm. in much more recent years. And it still goes, it still, it still perpetuates till today. Um, segregation is actually more prevalent today than it was back then. That's it's just people don't want to talk about it. It's be- and, and when you talk about it and when you talk about systematic racism, people just want to shut it down right away. Don't get me wrong. I was sort of on the side of like shutting it down right away. You know what I mean? When it, like previously in my life, you know, it was like when we talk about systematic racism, I was like, I'm good. So why isn't everybody else good? That is the most stupid ass shit that I've said in my entire fucking life. Like I, I cannot expect everybody to have been as fortunate as I have, even though like I worked for everything that I got. You know what I mean? I, I didn't go through any got any kind of fucking affirmative action or anything like that. I worked hard for what I got. But I also recognize now that there are people that they will never get the opportunities that I got for whatever reason, you know, uh, and people just they don't want to realize that. Like just just realizing that somebody can be um, unfortunate today through the way our system is set up, it makes them uncomfortable. So they immediately go to, well, it cannot exist. And for them not to even realize that it does exist is a is a serious problem when we see it to to this day i mean jesus christ just i think it was today or yesterday our president when asked about systematic racism what did he say he said what about uh, the what about riots yeah, that's what we should yeah, focus yeah. on these riots it's like you don't understand that the riots are directly associated with systematic racism in america the fact that he doesn't realize that guarantees that riots will continue well said. And like to kind of piggyback off of the whole, not so there's a story of a, of a black couple that lives in this white area, and ever since they moved in, their neighbors been trying to get them out. Like they're they've been like every time they walk by the house, like they they like they literally shit on their property. They're they're like yelling and cursing at them while they walk by their houses. They've had friends walk by with guns, try to scare them out. They have like loud fucking like music playing just to try to get these people out and like the community like this was posted somewhere and eventually like people came and like helped this family out to try to keep these people from terrorizing them basically. Yeah. And like that just shows like this and this is like this is probably like maybe a week or two ago when I read this article, so this shit's still going on, which is fucking crazy. Yeah. The um one of the points in the, that I wanted to point out in the uh, in the show is uh, there's a scene that the there's a group of kids doing this like Ouija board, <laughs> and uh, I saw online that one of the kids is actually Emmett Till. Uh, oh shit! The kid that talks. Yeah, I, I saw the one that uh, when he asked like, "Oh, am I gonna have a good trip or something like that?" and the Ouija board is like, "No." Mm-hmm. Uh, they showed a picture of like his outfit, and then when Emmett Till looked back. And I, I guess, it's and even the nickname that they called him was an actual, was his actual nickname, I guess, uh, that he had in Chicago. And I, it, it was dude. really awesome to like, see, I didn't know it at the time or, or was completely aware of it. Please, uh, hold on. I, mean, I knew the story, but I never knew what he, who he looked like. So tell, tell the story, since you're already talking about Emmett Till. Tell us, because people might not know, listen to this podcast, who Emmett Till was. So please uh, explain what happened to Emmett Till. Emmett Till uh, was a uh, 14-year-old that uh, traveled from, I believe, Chicago to maybe Mississippi. You got it. Uh, okay. Uh, during the court, I, I can't remember if he, if he had family down there or what his actual reason for fair. going down there was. But um, 
I guess at a sort of convenience grocery store or whatever like that, uh, it was accused. It was accused by this woman. I, and I looked it up recently, and I, I can't remember her name specifically because I wanted to be like, fuck this bitch. But um, she accused of, of being, I guess, uh, harassed by, uh, just so as a general term, harassed. Like, I, uh, I don't remember if he said he touched him, but he... he sort of uh, talk to a white woman that he, the way he was not supposed to, especially down down south, whether it be she was hit, he was hitting on her or, or whatever. Um, and what happened was uh, she told her her family and her brother-in-law uh, or real, something real quick, like that. I, I can tell you her name because I just want to say fuck that bitch. Um, her yeah. name is Carolyn, Jesus Christ, Carolyn Bryant Donham. Yeah, I knew it was a D. But um, so the, her, uh, her, I guess, family member, brother-in-law or whatever, went out, found the kid, and uh, ended up just brutally murdering him, uh, like butchering him and murdering him. Can, can I add uh, something real quick? Yeah. This 14-year-old black boy, falsely accused, let me just also say that too, completely false, the, the woman... On her almost near her deathbed, admitted admitted to fucking lying. But but I'll come oh, yeah. back to that in a second. They treated him to use another historical uh, uh, analogy. They treated him like Mussolini, like what the Italians did after World War II to Mussolini's fucking body. But kudos to his mama. This is where this is the start actually of the of the civil rights movement in in a lot of ways. His mama said, I want an open casket funeral so the world can see what they did to my son. And the pictures from that, this is when there was a black press oh, in terms man. of BET, or not BET, I'm sorry, uh, Jet Magazine and, and Black Enterprise and a whole bunch of uh, uh, black journalism took photos that went all over the fucking world showing his mutilated body in that casket. And because he was so young and because he was mutilated, that struck a chord with people like John Lewis, people like MLK, all these other civil rights icons said, God damn, they destroyed this young man. You know, Go ahead. You know what's crazy yeah. is that um, he died August 28th, which kind of correlates with the episode being played. So, mm -hmm. yeah, that's... Yeah. That's fucking crazy. That's good ups to them for for figuring pulling that shit all together. So they they put the um they keep the the murderers. I just call them what they are. They they put the murderers on trial uh, down in the south. The jury found them not guilty. Uh, um, and eventually, like years later, I don't know if it was years or months later, but he was just openly talking about it. Just like yeah, I, I did it, whatever, and uh, sort of admitted to it. Um, Based on what I read about, I guess, how it was handled, um, as time went on, they realized, yeah, well, I guess the society down there realized how kind of fucked up it was. And so he, he, he lost his business and all kinds of stuff and had to change his name and we essentially ran out of town for essentially murdering and then bragging about it or whatever, which obviously was not nearly as, as just as what should have happened to him and everything. Um, he ended up dying... Uh, I want to say 2005 or 2012-ish or something. So I, I think it wasn't all that long ago where he actually died. But um, the 
lady or whatever Dorner, uh, not Dorner, but uh, da, uh, bitch name, whatever fuck her name is. She ended up saying and pretty much coming clean saying, yeah, she uh, fabricated the story, embellished, and everything. Um, that's a crime. <laughs> she doesn't fall under the double jeopardy thing because she was not tried and found innocent. So this is something that happened in the 50s. You knowingly, willingly lied about a crime that ended up getting somebody killed. Uh, and I mean, she's she's still around. Yeah, she's still alive, I believe. Really? I thought she died. I, well, okay, maybe she is. I don't I'll, know. I'll, I'll, I'll double check. Maybe she maybe she just just died. I I think she's still alive. If someone can just if uh, old oh, Ninja or Kronos can just fact check that real quick. I'll look it okay. up. Okay. Yeah, but her location I think is, is sort of just kept secret right now based on what they were saying. Like they don't really know where she is. Yeah, she's still alive. She's 86 years old. She, oh, she needs to be shit. in fucking jail. And when I say jail, oh, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm fucking maximum security penitentiary is where she deserves to be. She does not deserve to be free. Yeah. Fuck her. That's too nice. She needs to be in a sweaty outhouse um, <laughs> in the south with a, a trough of water to just the, supply all her needs. She, to drink, piss, she, whatever. She gets one bucket of water a day. She needs to be in Devil's Pigeon Coop sweating like slaves. God damn. <laughs> but uh, I, again, like like Kronos alluded to, I got to give props to HBO where props are due. Um, you know, Watchmen started a conversation for a lot of people who had never heard of Black Wall Street and all of the Tulsa stuff. Uh, this I show is, is bringing up, uh, you know, Sundown Towns and obviously Emmett Till and a lot of other things. So, uh, Props to them for using, you know, uh, historical accuracy uh, to tell a fictional story and uh, and doing it well. And then, you know, what you should do is start reading. You know what I mean? Reading, watching some documentaries, and learning a little bit more about these great things. Yeah, I know. Cause you touched, you kind of talked about you started reading some new Jim Crow book, and I see that you know this kind of took place in that Jim Crow era. Yeah. Uh, okay. No, I mean, I, I've been reading, you know, this is what's weird. All right. So if, so obviously we, we have a website. All right. And so me and, and Prodigy, uh, we've been reading like, Prodigy's been reading a lot of books about this, these sorts of issues way before me. So props to him, first of all. Um, I'm semi new to educating myself on like a lot of these issues. Um, but there's like a lot of books out there that I think people should read um, to really understand these issues. You know what I mean? Because a lot of this shit is like, it's hidden history, but it's not really fucking hidden if you just look for it. You know, it's just, it's just slightly inconvenient, inconvenient for you to find, which I don't think that's hidden. Like if I want to look up like racism in America to this day, you know, even through, you know, through, even through history, like, you can easily find it um and if you need a curator for it if it, if, it, if that needs to be you know prodigy giving you book suggestions or me giving you book suggestions then we'll do that um we talked about it you know a couple of weeks ago maybe even a couple months ago about actually dedicating a portion of our website into just book suggestions onto how to educate yourself on these issues because what i see from my friends, you know, on Facebook and, and, and just through like society, 
is that people are just not aware of just all this racist history in America and it's easier for you to, to just not see it because if you're if you're not looking to like educate yourself then of course you won't see it it's like me saying I don't understand Swahili because I didn't <laughs> research fucking Swahili it's like no shit you know mm-hmm. so I think that most people before you say that you know America you know our society isn't racist at all is that we don't have issues t- today you need to actually look up the issues that we're having today and for me I think that one of the main books is the new Jim Crow when it comes to like a lot of issues with African Americans I think that's like probably a good primer and the reason why I think it's a good primer is because it's a book um, that talks about slavery after the 13th Amendment because the 13th mm-hmm. Amendment there's the if you look at the wording it leaves in slavery in the actual amendment is if you're incarcerated, you are still, you, you're going to be a slave. That's the wording. And you can fucking read it right now if you want. Just go look it up. And so that is why we have so many people that are minorities um, in incarceration today. That's why we have crimes. We have laws that are written, written to put them in prisons. It's to put them back in slavery. And that's a huge problem. And the reason why I, I really like the book is because... I think a lot of folks, when they get into this, you know, new education on civil rights is that they get angry when they're told, um, you know, certain things and angry about, you know, possible resolutions. This book doesn't give you any fucking resolutions at all. It just tells nope. you the goddamn facts. That's all it does. It tells you the facts on what's going on, what, what happened in the past, what's going on to this day, and they give you no resolutions whatsoever. To me, when I, when I finished reading that book, it was fucking depressing because it's like yeah. you didn't give me any fucking any way like how to fix yeah. this. Yeah, but yeah. then that, that's when you like read more books and you know it, 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 you kind of go and what's funny is because you, you end up reading books that reference that book and then that book reference that book. So it's kind of yeah. fucking weird, you know, but welcome to nonfiction. I love yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, it. It's a very strange like like weird loop, but I, th- I think it's it's really good. I think that if most people if more people would actually look uncomfortable things up, um, then they'd be better off for it. Our society would be better off for it rather than ignoring it. So y'all go ahead. I've been talking too long. Yeah, well, I, I know. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. One quick thing, like I know the, the ones because doing this podcast, like I feel like I've learned a lot about black history. Like literally, I did not know about Black Wall Street. Like that scene from, from uh, Watchmen, I was like, holy shit, and you guys were talking about like, yeah, that was an actual fucking thing, and I went back and looked it up, and I'm like, holy shit, this happened in fucking history. Like, damn, like, here we are trying to, like, black folks trying to get this shit together, and most of us got mad and decided to, to bomb them, and that led me down to, like, um, how there was people from, black people who had just came back from fighting the Civil War, and, like, literally, they were there to try to protect the community from being raided and stuff like that. So they were trying to, they held, they held arms to try to fight back, you know, all these people trying to destroy the Black Wall Street. But another thing that threw me out for a loop was the whole Uncle Tom thing, because the Uncle Tom thing was like a known thing, like, you know, it's somebody who's a traitor, somebody who this and that, like Uncle Tom was somebody who just who loved the white folks and loved the white folks, and then learning that that was not the fucking truth whatsoever. Yeah, it was a total lie. Like he, yeah, he was the one that was trying to protect people, 
he wasn't snitching on nobody. He was constantly like getting beat and stuff like that to try to protect the the outside slaves and stuff like that. Like, holy shit! Like, like I feel like my whole life history has been fucking changed just because of not educating myself, but then also not knowing like the truth. Basically, like you've been taught one thing, and that's basically what you run with. Can I? And, and I, I listen. I'm I'm super proud of everybody on this cast, all of our listeners, and all of that stuff. I'll say this too: even if for whatever reason, you don't feel like you have the time to uh, dive into some nonfiction or history books. I, I, that's okay. There's some actual documentaries that do the same thing. Like it's a condensed version, an hour and a half on, you know, or two hours that'll talk about the same things from like the new Jim Crow by Michelle Alexander in, in uh, Ava DuVernay's 13th, you know, which is a Netflix documentary. So, uh, there's no excuse. There, there's easy, short, condensed versions in some documentaries uh, that sh- will also reference some of these some of these books. But we're going to put it on the website. We're going to keep talking about talking about this stuff. And uh, you know, whenever any of us uh, stumbles across a really good uh, recommendation, you know, we'll talk about this. This show is half awesome recommendations. Well, you know, what, what's crazy to me is that I mean, listen, yeah, I mean, documentaries are great. Um, and don't get me, I, I, I love documentaries. Um, but Audible, I, maybe I'll, maybe we'll get a fucking Audible goddamn sponsorship in the near future. But to me, I listen to like the vast majority of my books. At this point, it's like 100% of the books that I consume are through Audible. Um, you can literally listen to these books while doing something else. Like, mm-hmm. I clean my house. I sit there and watch my kid. I do all kinds of other shit, listening to books. I'd I, I listen to probably, in an average month, probably a, it, it might be close to like 500 hours of wow, like yeah. book content. Like, probably, like seriously. And I have to, what's weird now is that I, I just split my time because when I listen to too many. I'll just put it in the civil rights category, okay? When I listen to too many civil rights category books, I'm like slowly turning into Malcolm X. Fuck everybody. <laughs> right, so I have to like uh, offset. I, I can only listen to two, maximum two civil rights books at a time. Just two in a row. And after that, I have to listen to something else. Usually it's like a lit RPG or some fucking sci-fi shit. Because I, I just, I can't listen to them back to back to back. Because I'm going to get, I'm going to be the next goddamn angry ass black dude that's you know i'm black y'all because i'm black you know i just can't cb4 yeah <laughs> like i need to like calm myself down nice. you know be like listen yeah. my, my life is okay you know yeah. i understand that you know as far as like everybody that are african-americans you know as a whole we're still being shit on but yeah. i am okay but this yeah. is why i'm elevating the stories on this podcast to let everybody else know that we are not okay. Yeah, that that's that's the, that's the main problem. Is that people can don't I, realize that we're not all okay. Can I? Uh, I'm gonna grab the wheel just a little bit um, and switch it up. We've talked about this man before, but holy shit, I gotta give more props. John Boyega is out here coming for next. Uh, he's doing interviews. I think this latest one was with Vanity Fair, spilling all the goddamn tea. It's GQ. He's on oh, the GQ, cover of I'm GQ. Sorry. GQ. Sorry. Don't. I want to get it right. 
Holy shit. He's, t- he's saying exactly some of the things that we've talked about on this show for literally years uh, since we've been on the air about how, you know, The Force Awakens, you introduce this very dynamic, interesting character uh, that's a stormtrooper that uh, 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 deflects from the from the dark side, basically. And uh, oh, He's a woke stormtrooper. He woke. Yeah, sure. But you, he uses a lightsaber in the first movie. And... Boyega, according to Boyega, he was not happy at all in the last two movies in terms of Finn's uh, demotion, in terms of his importance and, and character development. And he even gave some props uh, to uh, 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 K- Kelly Moran Tran, right? In terms of them doing the same Kelly thing to her. Marie Tran. Marie Tran. I'm sorry. I want to get it right. I like her. I've not. I've never been one of these people that shit on her. I thought she was pretty good uh, in, in, in her roles, but they should, I, it, according to John Boyega, they got the short end of the stick. Well, I know with one, one of the huge things with, with John Boy, Boyega, character fan, was that in, in, in that episode, was it episode eight or seven? Was it seven? Force Awakens or the, uh, the, the ones after? Yeah. First, wait, the first one where, where um, we get introduced to Ray and all of them. That's seven. With Finn, it looks like. Yeah, so for Seven, it seems that Finn and Rhea were going to have a relationship because they have that, like, a little bit of a flirting, like, he was into her and then flirted around and this and that, and then all of a sudden she goes for Kylo Ren and, and like, Finn basically gets fucking demoted to to nobody. Like, he's basically a coward because he's trying to flee or whatever. You're, you're not wrong. You're not. Nope. But... I'm telling, I rewind that tape. <laughs> Ever since The Force Awakens, I was like, no, Raylo is happening. Raylo is a thing. I've seen it in their eyes. They well, doing it. Well, let's, let, <laughs> Finn let's, ain't getting no pussy. <laughs> let's be totally honest. I mean, like, when we first saw the trailers for, you know, was it The Force Awakens? That was the first one, mm-hmm. right? The first of the latest ones? Yep. We saw John Boyega and we're like, holy shit, the main character is black? Like, yeah. and we saw mm-hmm. that he was in a Stormtrooper outfit. And that he, I think they even showed him with a, with a lightsaber, right? Didn't they? They uh-huh. do. So he, he basically points out that he was marketed as the main character because I literally have one of my backgrounds uh, used to be on Facebook, which him with his lightsaber. And it's supposed to be about like a wallpaper image. And that's what they were selling. And when you watch the film, it does like the okie doke on you. And you're like, wait, what? Yeah. Uh, it. I mean, granted, I was cool with it. Well, hold on, hold on, I, hold on, hold on. Let, let Carlos finish. Hold on. Go, hold yeah, on. go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, so, I mean, it's along the same lines. Like, I, I totally understand his frustrations after the fact is that the way this, the story is being sold, like, when the first original trailer came out, I thought John Boyega was the main character. Yeah, I'm watching right now. Because that's the way it seemed to me, and I thought that... Uh, Daisy was it Daisy Ridley? Her last name? Mm-hmm. Ridley. Yeah, Daisy Ridley. I thought that she was like a like a co you know co character or whatever the fuck you want to call it. I didn't co-star. realize a co star. Yeah, there we go. Um, when I first saw it, I was just like, I thought that he was the main character, and it was very strange to me. Like when I watched it, don't get me wrong. When I I still enjoyed the movie. Um, it wasn't something that I, that I really thought about up until I read his comments about the movie. I was like, holy shit, man, you're right. Because when I first saw the, the trailer, I was like, we're going to get, you know, this guy's being like a right. main character. Right. Yeah, that'd be dope as fuck. 
And I remember all the hate that came down too. Like, remember when the the, the hate that came down about somebody black being a yep. stormtrooper, and they were talking about mm-hmm. how, oh, he's not a fucking Mandalorian, not a not a Mandalorian clone. And they resolved that right away. And then the subsequent movies, though, they didn't really develop his characters as well as other characters, and that was very strange to me. Um, I mean, he wasn't even like he wasn't even at a Hans level character. No. You know, and that, to me, it was just like you use this guy as like your headline. In the first trailer, he was like your headliner, and you relegated him, and you made his his role less and less and less over all the subsequent movies. And it was just like, and it was kind of fucked up, you know. So I, I get his frustrations. Yeah, old, old Ninja, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, I think it. it in the article he literally points out that the marketing was centered around him but when you watch the film it's about someone else and that someone else became insanely popular now granted I was cool with Force with the Force Awakens but oh he dropped you still there uh, I think he what there we go you're back am I not here yeah oh. you're uh, on the <laughs> yeah uh, his role in The Last Awakens, I felt with Rose, should have been different. Uh, I felt that they should have had an adventure that was more impactful to the story. And I felt like their role wasn't as meaningful. Because to me, what was more meaningful was Kylo and, and Rey, at least in The Last Jedi. And The Rise of Skywalker, I mean, he's there. and But, him, but I feel like him and Oscar Isaac... Did we lose you again? Goddamn. Looks like it. Share, oh. like, about the same amount of shack. My back? Yeah, no, you're coming in and out. Yeah, you kind of. Uh, yeah, internet's acting kind of weird. But really, uh, Oscar and John had the same amount of screen time in Rise of Skywalker. When I felt like maybe if he's one of the top ones, you should have a little bit more time. So, there you go. Yeah, and, and I, I'll say this too. I'm not hating on uh, Ray Daisy Ridley at all. I thought she did a did a good job uh, all the way around. I didn't mind her being the lead. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I thought that was that was absolutely fine. You don't need to do a love triangle per se. You know, um, w- with Finn, you can certainly go in your own fucking direction. I get that. But yeah, some more development was certainly needed. And now that it's over, I do like John Boyega speaking out because. Uh, some of the fan base, and we've talked about the Star Wars fan base at nauseum on this on this fucking cast, is fucking evil. Just, just straight up uh, evil and racist. And you saw that uh, towards both of both her, him and uh, Rose uh, over these last two movies. Actually, yeah. for Finn over the last three. So racist and sexist because there were so many people that were pissed about Ray's character in The Last Jedi. And I was like, why are y'all mad? I, it didn't, I guess because I didn't think in that matter, like a girl couldn't be powerful, but they were freaking out. And they were like, literally, they were, there were literally some people saying that Star Wars are basically for boys and men and girls shouldn't be allowed. Literally saying. Yeah. Which, which was, you're cutting out, but which was absolutely nuts. And I'm because, just like, well, I was just going to say, because the other thing that was so odd about that is 
everybody I knew, boys and girls, growing up, loved Princess Leia. I know she was one of the few female characters in the, the original trilogy. I get that. And probably there should have been more. But everybody loves Leia. Like, nobody shit on anything close to Princess Leia from the from Jump. Right? Yeah, people were fat into her. <laughs> <laughs> that Leia caught them, you know, right, Sitch? Damn. <laughs> oh, oh, damn. I don't hear these problems going damn. on in... In, with Velociraptors or anything like that, but I don't hear any problems on on the set of Jurassic Park with this. I don't see I, I don't see any hot Velociraptor outfits. I'm just saying, but you were mm-hmm. Stitch. You were super hot wearing that Stitch outfit. I'm just saying, you turned me gay for I a am a man of my word. When I lose a bet, mm. I honor the bet. Mm. Let that marinate. Un- yes, unlike you. Prodigy, mm-hmm. unlike Prodigy. That's fine. Oath breaker. Uh, (coughs) It is what it is. What's this Bella? Real quick. uh, Oh, are you going to Bella? uh, We we can we can hop on both these things. I do want to get to Bella. Um, I don't know whose boy I'm going to assign this one to. I'm going to assign it to Old Ninja's boy, Ron Jeremy. Oh, uh, Jesus. We ain't going to be seeing him for a long, long time. So that we do a R.I.P. It looks like. Damn. <laughs> oh, so old Ninja might be cutting apparently, in. Apparently. Hold on, I'll, I'll, I'll so talk about it. So I'm gonna say, except for the potentially 15-year-old person, I haven't said anything yet that he may have raped. So, because there are accusations at this point, I'm, I'm obviously, I'm listen. If he did it, he did it. Fuck that guy. Let him go fucking away forever. But it's very strange when you hear about a porn star mm. being accused of rape. That That is, like, fucking rare as shit. So I'm going to let this play out. But obviously, if a 15-year-old is coming forward and saying that she got raped by him, then that's not porn. That is obviously rape. Um... Yeah, I I don't... It's very strange that at one point recently that all of a sudden all these these accusations came out from somebody that previous to these accusations was pretty much respected in the porn industry. Pretty much. I mean, I I haven't heard any negative shit about him in the porn industry. Um, But yeah, if he gets convicted, if, if what they say is true that he raped like 20 plus women jesus christ throw them under the jail you know it's terrible okay so here's my take um that is a lot like one one accusation is something one thing and we we just finished talking about the whole emmett till situation this does not seem like this this seems like where there's smoke, there's fire, and twenty is a fucking lot. That that's that's what I will say. I will <laughs> I, I, I will wait, but twenty is a well, goddamn lot of Bill, accusations. It's Bill Cosby territory. Yeah, that that, that's a yeah. that's a whole fucking lot. And but, the other thing is, um, so, again, these are allegations and whatnot. I'm 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 being careful with my words, but. Um, it sounds like this was not having anything to do with the porn set or the filming. This was him out in the world 
basically, it sounds like being accused of raping some uh, would-be groupies yeah. and then uh, being too forceful and uh, forcing himself upon them. That be that that is so odd to me because like listen, you can literally fuck sex professionals for that's your job. You can fuck mm-hmm. sex. Why would you fuck a goddamn like normal like force yourself upon a normal person when you know the person that you're working with can throw that ass in a circle? Well, I mean, you know what I mean? Gonna, like what the fuck? That is well, so. I mean, this is gonna be a, a silly analogy, but like when I work retail. I would fold clothes during retail, but when I would come home, I'd be so fucking sick of folding clothes. I'd be like, <laughs> I just throw the fucking laundry off to the side. Like, you, you do your jo- you do your job so many so often oh that when God. you come home, you're fucking bored. <laughs> so, I'm not I'm not yeah. condoning what he did, but I'm just saying like you know yeah you can be fucking all did of you, these. Did you fuck your clothes? Like that, but like that's all work. <laughs> but did you fuck your clothes though? Yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> that's what I'm asking. Me. <laughs> 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 I, I don't know what the, the party scene could have been like or anything like that. Um, that's a world that uh, doesn't look like any of us will be ever privileged to to knowing what goes on behind the scenes of uh, the you adult know, you know what? We, we have world. A, we have to ask somebody. We have, got to have her back. <laughs> yeah. Mean, uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah um, one, she's been yeah, she's that, always that, been like that, she's always been pretty honest. Well, actually, extremely honest. Yeah with us in the podcast so we can ask about the industry again you know yeah or library it, it Jesus mean, Christ. That's it, about it library is a lot I mean, Go ahead, I mean come down to it i mean no no means no means no uh, yeah, i mean yeah. we've seen bill cosby a, a good example is like darren sharper uh prodigy knows who uh who that is a uh, all pro nfl safety good looking dude or whatever and he's in the jail now for for raping all these 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 women and stuff like that. And I mean, this was years ago and people were like, what, why, why does he need to go out? He's got money. He's got all this stuff. It's just, I, I don't know. I guess maybe when people just aren't used to being like, what, what do you mean? You're going to turn me down? Like, you know who I am. And it's just like, maybe they get pushy. I, I don't know. Um, it's crazy. I will say I've met Ron Jeremy once before mm-hmm. um, at a party. This was at a, a club in New Jersey. Um, he was doing like one of these like, sort of appearances at this place called like Sandbar. And uh, it's in Jersey City, like uh, it's an indoor outdoor sort of bar, the outdoor part, you can actually like see the Statue of Liberty. It's a really cool like venue. And uh, me and my my, uh, my good friend Dalton were there. And uh, we knew Ron Jeremy was supposed to be there. It was kind of like he was there and they were promoting that, oh yeah, porn star Ron Jeremy. So we're like, oh, he's gonna bring his groupies with him. So of course we're, we're there. So, yeah. <laughs> and uh, he walks in and I notice him and uh, I looked it up yesterday to just see how actually tall he is. And on his Wikipedia and everywhere I looked, it says five six. He is not five six. There's no sorry, fucking man. chance he is five six. I'm five five, five six on a good day, depending on what Nike shocks I'm wearing. <laughs> I was he was like at my like like nose eye level. So he's like five three in a short pudgy looking like like Mario from Super Mario and everything. I, Shook his hand, talked to him for a second, be like, oh, great to meet you, blah, 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 or whatever. He was, he was real friendly. Obviously, he wasn't trying to sleep with me or anything oh, like that. So. Oh, hold on. I have a question. I have a question, though, along the same lines. How did his nut taste? Ah, oh, <laughs> goddamn. How did it? He ate a lot of pineapple. I do not know. Quite terrible. 
So, uh, yeah. I don't know why he's my boy. He's in jail but... for it. <laughs> but uh, it was Prodigy who pointed out him out to me when we were at Comic-Con a few years ago. We got pictures yep. with him, actually. But, oh, shit. Uh, they're, yeah, they're actually on, I think, our Facebook page or and Instagram. But, yeah, we ran into him at Comic-Con. He was promoting something, but we got pictures with him or whatnot. So... There you go. I, I, I'm gonna just say this too. I, again, I can't put my 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 mentality, and I don't want to put my mentality in the in the head space of uh, of anybody who's a sexual assaulter at all. Um, you, you just got some sick, warped ass shit going on in your fucking head. If you if you still want to keep going with someone who is letting you know that they want you to stop. That that's gross. It's it's fucked up all the way around. It's a violation of another human. I don't have any love for anybody who would do it. We're gonna see what happens with this th- these cases, but this is a lot of women. It's not ones or twos. Yeah, I'm in the same mind as uh, as prodigy. Like I, like if somebody says no, it's just like all right, you're not into it, so that's it. It's yeah. also like from like a kind of personal thing. Like if a woman is not ready to go. Like, it's fucking painful for me. So there's like mm-hmm. no fucking way that I'm doing any yeah, sort of thing like that. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm not fucking Mandingo. But Mm-mm. listen, if if I'm trying to shove that shit in and you're not ready to go, like it, it's like trying to fuck a goddamn a, a, re, a reverse cactus. Yeah. <laughs> like if that would be a thing, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. it's fucking painful. So I don't understand how dudes would would even consider. Yeah. Doing that just from like a like my personal thing, it's just it, it's just fucking pain. I don't understand why somebody would even do, do that. It's, it's fucked up, you know. All the way around. That's it. That's it, even beyond the, the be, even beyond the psychological fucking yeah. damage that you're doing to this person. You know, that just it, it's fucked up all around. Yeah, yeah. What ass pussy? What ass consenting pussy? That's yeah. what we into. <laughs> So, so, so Bella Thorne then. Holy um, fucking shit! You break this down because I'm still fucking confused, and the internet is mad. Well, I okay. Where I'm confused is I didn't. I don't know really who Bella Thorne is, but Not supposedly either. she's a big deal. And she joined OnlyFans. And for those that don't know what OnlyFans is, OnlyFans is sort of like a subscription service that you pay whatever dollar amount that the um, content provider. Decides to charge. It's worth Simsco. I don't know. A dollar a month. What's that? I said it's worth Simsco. (laughs) Damn. Damn. Call them out, Kronos. Call them out. Shit. Hold on. I've I've paid for porn, but not on OnlyFans. All right. (laughs) Like, I have no problem paying for porn, but I'm not paying for OnlyFans shit because that's that's simp level. But why are you shaming? Why are you shaming these workers, though? I'm, I'm, I'm not sorry. shaming the workers. I'm shaming. I don't, the, I'm I shaming the simps. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I said, like yeah. listen. After uh, we had Ella Darling, I paid for porn even before I even met Ella Darling. But after you know I met Ella Darling, it just kind of reinforced that listen, these are sex workers. They need to get paid. Um, but like a lot of OnlyFans people, I mean that. Yes, they are sex workers, but it's mostly simps that are paying for OnlyFans shit. Like, for me, like, I have no problem paying for porn. 
but it's just it's mostly simple. I mean, if y'all want to refute me, go feel free to talk shit about what I just said. I, but I, it's mostly simple shit because you're because you're paying for like Instagram Instagram models to take off their like take out their clothes, and it's just like it's simple shit. Most of them are not well, even like actual. They're not normally sex workers. You know what I mean? They usually just they they're just trying to get, extract money out of you without putting their toes in that world at all and this is where the bella thorne thing comes in because she just did the ultimate simp move well well i i I mean there's porn stars i follow on on twitter or whatever so oh yeah i do too yeah yeah. so they i know that for a fact that they do have only fans now i don't know the purpose of them having fans versus like them like on like browsers and other sites and stuff like that. That's a whole economic money issue that I, I'm sure someone better knowledgeable about that industry like Ella could break down for us in terms of like how much of a percentage that they they get off of wherever it is that they put their content out on. Yeah, I, but, I could be wrong. So if if they get more money out of OnlyFans than they do out of like their actual like normal porn career, then I'll reverse my statement and be like, listen, go to OnlyFans. But as far, <laughs> yeah. but as, far I, as I know. I, I, like the OnlyFans shit, like I don't see hey, top. Where your fella in chat room says he follows uh the Instagram hottie on OnlyFans. Oh. But but does he but does he pay for their OnlyFans shit though? That's true. Like, I guess you can follow and you also can pay for exclusive stuff. Yeah. Well, listen. It's, it's, it, well, I, it seems like OnlyFans is maybe like a big kiddie pool for between going Instagram model to like dipping your toe yes. into yeah. some porn before going into like full on well, full on porn actress kind of deal. Not not necessarily porn because it's 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 supposed to be for like exclusive content because there are some okay. people on there that aren't like Cardi B's on there and she's not shaking her ass or well, she shakes well, in the she videos did. but she's not like showing her badge <laughs> and stuff like yeah. that. So there's some people that are there just to have like exclusive content that you have to pay for to be able to see. So it's not all just... We should do a the BTI cool. OnlyFans. Well, where the issue comes <laughs> up with this whole Bella Thorne uh, aspect of it is that uh, I guess Bella Thorne joined OnlyFans. Um, I guess she has a huge following or whatever. Um, and she decided to promote that she, for a, um, I guess, a price of $200. If you paid the $200, you would... <laughs> unlock some some nude photos of her and everything so some people or simps decided that <laughs> they had that disposable income during a pandemic that they can just spend 200 dollars to view a photo of somebody that they probably haven't met or going to meet or, or ever physically come close to and decided that they were going to spend 200 dollars on that when they spent the 200 dollars on it and it was and it unlocked she was i guess not nude and everything wait, wait. Sprinkle there, when when she did finally post up, like she was the highest rated person on OnlyFans. Like she made a million dollars in one fucking day. Yeah, I, kind of thing. yeah. I, like I said, I don't know who she is, what she does, or whatever. I guess she's got some sort of kicker like following where people just go crazy for. Her. I don't. I didn't know who me to go. So um. People were like, yo, OnlyFans, what the hell? I just spent $200 and on one of your performers or whatever 
your uh, whatever you want to call them. But um, they promised that it was going to be nude. It wasn't nude. I want my money back. And it reminded me of how um, when Ella, Ella was on two weeks ago, how she said the, a big problematic part of um, why places like PayPal, uh, like Venmo, don't um, mess around with the adult industry or, or try not to try to steer away from it is because you have the um, uh, what's it called, like rollbacks or whatever in terms of like yeah, people contesting yeah, charges. Yeah. yeah. And I guess apparently when all these people, because I guess there was obviously more than one person who decided $200 is a good investment on this whatever venture, uh, they started hitting OnlyFans and be like, yo, I want my money back. This was false advertisement, blah, blah, blah. I need, I want my money back. I'm disputing the charges. And I guess maybe they went filed through the bank and OnlyFans started to get hit with all this stuff. So OnlyFans decided to reduce the or put a, I guess a limit on what it is a that cap. the yeah. perform a, yeah, a cap on what the performer I guess can charge because I guess there was no limit on oh, it. <laughs> yeah which I mean capitalism or whatever um but I guess because of the 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 people asking for so many refunds they're like whoa, 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 whoa. we can't as a company take this hit if somebody just decides to try to fuck over uh, a large number of people and what? So a lot of sex workers who also do the OnlyFans thing were, it was sort of split. Some were supporting um, Bella Thorne and then others were pissed because it's like, why are you in our lane fucking up our money now because you jumped out here? Oh, and oh, no, you're, you're missing a huge part of this. Hold up, hold up. Yeah, yeah hold, on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me jump in. Let me jump in. God damn. Um, the pissed offness where you get the pitchforks and your torches are actually for... Bella, because it sounds very clearly, again, reading the tea leaves of the internet, that she promised nudes and said nudes were not delivered. Well, so said fans were angry about well, that. No, oh, well, yeah, that's, that's still missing a huge that's part good. of this. Yeah, no, that's not the biggest part. Go, go ahead, Blue. So, like, so when people started to retract their money, OnlyFans had no way to pay them back their money. And so they had to take money from other on OnlyFans accounts to be able to pay back this money. And therefore, a lot of OnlyFans, they, they, OnlyFans told their customers outside of Bella Thorne that they couldn't pay them for the month, that they wouldn't get a paycheck until the end of the month instead of being paid weekly. And so that's why a lot of them were pissed off about Bella Thorne. Like, these are the OnlyFans, not the members, but like their... The actors or actresses or whatever—that's part of that. They were mad because Cont content, content creators. creators. There you go. They were mad at Bella Thorne because OnlyFans couldn't pay them for that month because they had to pay back all these people from Bella Bella Thorne's situation. Okay, so I, I didn't read about that, but this is the biggest deal going forward, as far as I'm concerned, is that uh, I read that OnlyFans. So usually, when you do OnlyFans, and when when you have fans that are paying for your service. Um, the artists or content creators will get paid pretty much immediately. But now there's a 38, 30 day delay because yeah. of what Bella Thorne did. And that is like a huge issue with your income if you are an OnlyFans content creator. You have to wait 30 days to get paid out your content. So she just fucked over an entire industry of content creators of OnlyFans because now they have to wait on a delay of 30 days to get their fucking money. And that to me is really fucked up. 
And the fact that her um, apology, sort of apology, um, she doesn't realize like the damage that she that she's done. Like she's talked about her talking to OnlyFans to resolve the issue, but she's not really mentioning that she fucked over a whole bunch of people. Where this is literally the the main their main financial means. And yep. her, she was an actress and a voice actress. She had money. She decided yep. to dip her toe into some shit, and she fucked it up by lying, and then fucked over all these other people. Where this is the only way that they had not—it's their main way of making money. And the, yeah. the fact that she didn't even want to address that is—it's totally fucked up to me. So fuck her. Yeah, I, I think all of this is stemming from, and that—that's a good—that's a good point, Kronos. It's the aftermath, though, of. Her, her, her being a lioness bitch, like she, she scammed people. Had she, had she, it's not about the two hundred dollars for the, with the simps paying. Had she showcased what she advertised, which was supposed to be nudes, it sounds like, then there wouldn't have been no problems. Yeah, but she, she lied. I mean, like, so like, listen, if I went on OnlyFans, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there are very few male art, male um, participants. That are content creators on OnlyFans, but if I was a uh, male content creator, well, there's, I, there's probably a lot, or probably less than women, less than women, way less yeah. than women, way less. Let's be honest. Come on, less than women, yeah, less if, than women. If yeah. I went on yeah, there and be sure. like, "Listen, I'm gonna show my dick on OnlyFans for fifty bucks," and then you know, I didn't do it, and weeks later, I would expect to be canceled. <laughs> so, and it'd be rightfully so. I mean, people want to see my dick. I didn't show it. You know, I would expect it to be canceled. This, this to me would be uh, an expected cancel. I wouldn't even call it cancel culture because, listen, I blatantly lied about it. You know what yep. I mean? And I stole your money, so I deserve to have repercussions. Um, and I think that's what people aren't really thinking about. It's like if, if you're guaranteeing a product and you're not delivering delivering on that product, then you're a fucking asshole. Like, um, what, I want to know what's the difference between OnlyFans and Patreon because Patreon is still on porn. Nudes. You know <laughs> nudes on Patreon? No. I don't think so. Oh, I haven't seen them. Uh, I couldn't. Well, I, I have no idea if there's nudes. I know also, nudes with are only. Only fans, you can go live. You can do like a live, like camming show. I don't, I'm not sure you can do that on Patreon. You, if you can, um, let let me know because I have no idea. Um, also, I guess from Stitch's point of view, um, I guess this is a big deal because she worked, did a lot of Disney stuff. Because I guess she was doing a lot of project with Zendaya when they're both on the Disney Channel. So a lot of people kind of grew up with her and they're like, oh, she's gonna get naked. Oh. I mean, she. Yeah, so that's sorry, where a lot of sorry. So is this the younger generations, basically, uh, Wendy Cooper? Wendy Cooper, not Wendy Cooper. Wendy Cooper, how dare you? Oh yeah, Wendy. Oh, sorry. Talking about the Wonder Years. Oh. So, or, or so, Topanga. Oh Jesus maybe, Christ, yeah. Topanga. God, uh, listen, maybe Topanga, Topanga, I'd, I'd if, if there was an OnlyFans, <laughs> if there was an OnlyFans page for Topanga when I was in my teens, when she was in her well. Fuck it. When I was in my late teens, when I was 18 years old, if I could pay to see your fucking pussy, I would have done it. Immediately. You know you would have. Yeah. You know you would have. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have been a simp. Oh, yeah. If this was Kelly Kapowski, 
If this is Tiffany Amber Thiessen, ooh, this came. This would have been close. I'd have been like, yeah. fuck. What, but, what the yeah, tall, it's, it's the tall curly? Yeah. Uh, wait, wait. The tall one from Saved by the Bell. She was in what was that stripper movie? Showgirls. Showgirls. Uh, I saw that movie just because I wanted to see her fucking ass naked. How the hell did you see it? <laughs> you know, I mean, look, look, you know, you know, movie theaters were pretty relaxed back then. <laughs> oh, yeah, uh, way back then, fuck no. yeah. They can't, they can't tell the age of a black teenager. Oh, they thought I'm I was thirty old, years yeah. old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you heard Lars receiving this. I saw, I saw it in theaters, and then we walked out like an hour into it because it's like a two and a half hour movie. Yeah, I stay. I stay still, for the whole thing. So, yeah, who watched the movie? Yeah, I watched the movie. Yeah, I watched the movie. What the fuck you had better uh, do? <laughs> <laughs> this was years ago. I was the whole different. This pre Rona. This is pre Rona, pre 9 11. There's a whole lot of different shit going on back then. But. Yeah, what you gonna do? Be like, oh, let's leave this this pussy on the screen to go play basketball. I'm like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, so, so first of all, the people that I showed up with, they were my ride. If your ride leaves, you leave with your lot, your ride. Oh, you God. don't just sit there and be like, I'm gonna walk home. No, no, no. no you, I wouldn't do that. You're gonna you put it, friends. This this was OnlyFans back in like 1996. This is when you put it on that fucking certain porn channel where you couldn't really see oh, yeah, what was going on. But you might see a nipple. You might see a clit. You don't know because everything is all wavy and static and shit. You know, Bust out the tinfoil. That, that was porn back then. Well, back then for all y'all. Not for me because mm -hmm. I was already on the internet back in like 96. <laughs> so I knew how the fuck to get porn in 96. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so yeah. I don't, actually, I don't know if that's a very good... Um, analogy of her fame equates to some of these other iconic ladies i don't know because i don't really know i didn't really know her like that but i know that we talked about it last year because she directed a porn video or a, an adult video for Pornhub a year ago oh that's fine i remember that yeah so she was featured on there she won an award or whatever but she's still doing like hollywood like films i guess okay so, so this is gonna be fucked up this is gonna be fucked up I, I'm saying this ahead of time, but because she promised fucking nudes and shit, I could very easily see the internet doing uh, some, reve some revenge fappening shit and someone finding some fucking nudes of her and posting it online. I, I, so I think that's going to happen. That's already happened, and she did it herself. She already posted nudes no, Well, online. see, I'm not, I'm not talking about her and, releasing it. I'm talking about... Well, the internet stealing she's been hacked mm -hmm. before too she's been hacked and mm -hmm. she's released her own shit so both of those have happened to her all right already. well the, if that's happened then why the fuck did she back a reneg on the the, the only fan stuff go on her only fans page and you and ask her yourself well apparently so since space <laughs> since you be simping for griffith go be simping for bella I thought what she leaked is basically it, it's her sitting there, like holding her naked breast, and that's it for 16 seconds. I need to see kidneys. I need to see kidneys for 200. You better be sitting on that rug for 200. God dang. That's just. You know? I need so... her on the couch with, with five black men standing behind her. Oh. <laughs> okay. So I'll. I'll... Okay. I'll transition to a 
to some some video game stuff. Uh, we got some Avengers that's coming out. Is anybody planning on on picking that up? Uh, oh, that would, I know Prodigy's uh, been been vocal about his disdain for it and everything. Yeah. No, thank you. I, I've been seeing reviews sort of it's all fake. over the place. A lot of people that didn't like the beta are saying like, oh, actually the real game's kind of fun. And then I've seen the opposite. So I've seen all over about this game, so. Oh, the real um, game came out yet? Yeah, I think I it had early it, release. It had early release if you pre-ordered. There's people already playing. I guess world re- or full release is either tomorrow or, it's on the fourth. Full release is the fourth, which is Friday, so. There you go. Yeah. I'm gonna pass on it. Uh, the Spider-Man thing has me a little bit interested, but I'm not going to pay sixty dollars for the game. Just the art—it just didn't look good to me. The artwork of the characters. Um, so I'm, I'm not really interested. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna let this one sort of slide. I, I, the the thing for me, and don't get me wrong, I I, I would love a some co-op Avengers type fun. But I, I'm, I'm with you, Stitch, on the art just not appealing to me. And then, I'm sorry, and I know this sounds nitpicky, but there's so many characters like Wasp, Scarlet Witch, Hawkeye, and Vision that have so much more history with the Avengers from, like, the original 60s Avengers than Miss Marvel. I, I, that's just a weird add-on to me, and I'm just like, the fuck? What is she doing in here? Over Vision and Hawkeye and Ant Man. Well, this game isn't set in the '60s, and it's no, kind of no. Near... Hold on, hold on. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm saying all of those characters I mentioned have since the '60s, literally decades of Avengers history. They do. That's just a fact. Way more. So than her. I mean, way more. You than didn't her. play. You didn't play the beta, so she's more of a. When you first or, or, start the game, she's like a secondary character. Who are you talking or, about? Are you getting it? No, that, doesn't, that, that doesn't change the fact that what I said, though. Wait, wait, wait hold on. What'd you say? I'm Shit. catching up. What happened? So I've said this before. Real, real quickly, Kratos. I've said this before many times. Hawkeye, Vision, Ant-Man, Wasp, Scarlet Witch, all of them have way more decades of Avengers history than, than Miss Marvel. They just, that's just a fact. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Are you are you planning on getting this old ninja or so Cronus uh, had talked about he's probably gonna get it and I think I'm I'm on the fence, but I'm leaning towards getting it, especially if he gets it, we'll be able to squat up and like do missions and stuff. I know um one of the guys from uh, uh Task from uh something super something show. yeah, Super Suit Show. He was really, really, really into this game. He was super promoting it. Um, he was having a lot of fun. Um, actually, I don't even have his PSN, but I, I would probably link up with him uh, if he was playing this game so much. He loved it a lot. And I know there's more characters coming. We already know Spider-Man's coming. Hawkeye's going to be like DLC. I don't know what else is going to be DLC, but it was fun when I played. It wasn't like exactly super perfect, but it was definitely a fun co-op game. So Okay, so let me put put because I played the beta, obviously. Um, there are problems with the game, all right? And I think they try to do too much with the game. So one of the main problems is the RPG elements when it comes to loot. The loot system in the beta was all fucked up. Like, was more f- the, the loot system in Marvel's Avengers was worse than Anthem. Mm. By fucking far. 
first of all, any of the loot that you pick up that you get, none of it shows on your body at all. And the vast majority of it doesn't really fucking matter. Like, there's such minuscule fucking improvements upon what, what you already were that it basically doesn't even matter. And you keep getting, in the beta at least, you, you kept getting, like, I would get gear that was slightly better than what I had. And literally, within 30 seconds, I could pick up something that was better than that. That's weird. But it was only minusculely better. You know what I mean? I, and even when playing the beta, and I played it for, you know, a couple of hours, I was just like, I, I immediately just even stopped really reading what everything was. I would just be like, is it green up or red down? Like, I guess, mm-hmm. you know, like... It, the, the loot system was just like totally fucking broken. And I think that most people that, that are, you know, enjoying the game, they're just like totally ignoring <coughs> that fact of it. I would have much rather uh, Square Enix to just like leave out the whole loot system. The game honestly would have been better if they left with the whole loot system. Because it's fucking broken. And it's obviously broken. So, I'll, I was interested. In, I'm still interested in the game. But I'm probably not going to buy it right away because of how broken that system was. Cause you, you can't lead me into like this pseudo RPG game where like the progression system is so obviously fu- fucked up. Like at least half of it was fucked up and poorly thought out because I felt like they threw in too much stuff into this game that didn't really need to be there. And it was still like a lot of it was still fun, but the fact that when I picked up loot like so frequently, that didn't really matter. It's just like, well, why am I even doing this? Like, wh- what is the point of doing this? So, well, I- I'm glad you mentioned that, Kronos, because I mean, we've seen in this generation some really good loot games. Obviously, Borderlands Three being great, yeah. that Diablo Three, Diablo Three being excellent. You know what I mean? And so, it, even to a certain extent, even though it, it's controversial to some, Destiny for a lot of people, for the hardcore fans, uh, had had a had a pretty good loot system. Um, so it feels odd to me, and this is, this is, these are your impressions from the beta, but it feels odd to me to have a game come out at the very end of a really great generation that can't get that right. Yeah. It's just like, I mean, unless the loot system improves your actual gameplay, you know what I mean? That, that improves the progression. Like, why would you have it in the game? Like, honestly, if they just remove that whole shit out of the game, it'd be way better. Because you can, you, they still had, like, you know, experience points, uh, skill trees, and all that shit. But the loot system just seemed like, what the fuck? What am I doing this for? Why am I picking this shit up? How's it making me better? And that was not answered in the beta. Oh, Ninja, you can correct me or give me your thoughts on this, but... All the loot that I picked up was stupid ass shit that I didn't give a fuck about. That didn't make me look any better. It didn't improve my gameplay at all. Please tell me your thoughts on this. Uh, no, I I agree with you for the most part. Um, I told you that when I played the beta, there was only one item and one item only that changed the look of my character. And everything else was like just kind of there. Like I kept picking up shit. But I'm like, well, does this really improve me? Or I'm like, well, I'm just going to, um, they call it boosting, I guess. You can boost up um, 
loot to make it better for you but then like you said you pick up stuff maybe like i don't know uh, uh the next stage not even the next stage the next room over that's better than what i just boosted so yeah. i wasted material so yeah and that was another thing I, sorry it was more than just the loot system it was also the crafting system like the crafting system was like so fucking obscure like i didn't understand how it worked i, I didn't understand why i'm picking up all these materials like how is it making the making me better as a character in the game so uh, let me hear your thoughts yeah so i mean the the material stuff was weird to me because most of it literally if it it literally looked like what you already had on at least with miss marvel it was the same shirt all, all but it had them. different stats yeah it, was it had different them. stats so i was just like well i couldn't tell exactly what was better and like um you went a little farther than me but there's the mission where you're supposed to go to a cold area and i was like well i don't remember picking up loot that gave me stuff that improved my like stats oh. against the cold i went a lot further than you in the, in the in the beta yeah i stopped to where i got to the when you got to jarvis and you got your first mission with uh, maria hill yeah no I, so I, I was like I went further than that. Way, way further yeah than that. so i stopped right about there so i was just like well I don't remember picking up loot that would help me against the cold. Uh, I didn't really know how to, if it was like a separate menu system. So hopefully that got fixed. I mean, no, I mean you, maybe it was hidden and they just didn't implement. I, I don't know. I mean, you, you picked up some cold stuff, but it's just like, you know, it's just, it seemed kind of dumb. I mean, listen, I, I'm kind of, I'm shitting on it for like technical shit, but it's stuff that people need to know. It's, it's not a fucking Kumaya game. All right. However, let me give you the positive shit, okay? Playing as um, all the characters felt different, which was good. When I played as, you know, Kamala, uh, Miss Marvel, I had a lot of fun. You know, because she's basically like a mix between, like, Spider-Man and uh, Mr. Fantastic. Like, seriously. She was so much fun to play as. Um, so as playing as the Hulk, he felt like playing as the Hulk. Just fucking ran through people and fucked them up. You know, playing yep, as that was uh, that was probably my favorite so far was the Hulk. He was it was super fun to play as him. But you didn't get a chance to play as Kamala though, right? No, I did. There's a part in the first mission you get to play as her, and oh. it's exactly as you described. She's like uh, Spider-Man and Mr. Fantastic because she uh, I didn't know what her ultimate did, and I did it, and it made her super gigantic, and she like she literally rock bottomed somebody. It was like fucking yeah. crazy. It was it was a lot of fun, but it's just like. And I like playing like like I said, all the characters are vastly different, which is which is really cool. But I just wish that they just remove certain portions out of the game, and it would make it more enjoyable. So I'm gonna wait because to me, it honestly has like an anthem bomb feel to me. Um, and I literally I recently played Anthem because I gave it another chance. Literally, like I think it was like three or four weeks ago. I was like. Anthem has a bunch of improvements. Let me go back and play it. Literally, I played it. Exactly the same problems. Exactly the same problems. I beat the game <laughs> magically. I Literally, I stopped playing the game on the last fucking level. Damn. And I beat the game. I was like, these are the same fucking problems that I had. They're supposed to be Anthem 2.0. Whenever that comes out, I have no fucking idea. But that game, it, it has similar problems as potentially as Marvel's Avengers. Where it's like, listen... Uh, you're you're touting all these features that sound really cool, but it makes the gameplay gameplay wise, it makes it kind of shitty, you know. Um, and I hope that they, they that they fix those things. So 
I'm going to wait for the reviews to come out and to see if they fix the issues that I'm talking about. Because if they don't, I'm not fucking buying the game. And I know it comes out. It comes out this week, right? Comes out yeah, Friday tomorrow. Yeah, that's like there's no fucking way I'm 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 buying it before Friday. Um, I'm 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 expecting like between six and eight reviews on a, on a scale of one to ten. I'm expecting yeah. six to eight. Seriously, and but they can improve. There, there's ways that they can improve upon it, but it's gonna be it's gonna have to it's gonna take No Man's Sky level of updates of <laughs> updates to fix to make it a great game. Well, just to point out too, um, we're at the cusp of a new generation yeah. too, so we uh, haven't got prices yet. <laughs> we, we we still don't. You're right, but I'm just saying in terms of updates, uh, it's going to be interesting with the whole uh, you know transfer of save data over to the PS5 and whether you're going to be more more engaged in uh, Miles Morales or, or Ratchet and Clank or whatever others. So we'll see. I'm actually not so concerned about that because this current generation, it's you know, it'll be around for you know at least another couple of years. Um, yeah. And for people that are, that are gaming right now, I, I don't think there's any new gamers that are going to buy uh, a PS5 right away. Like, new new people into this, you know, whatever generation, they're not going to buy the, the, the latest and greatest. Unless your parents are wealthy. You know, or you, or you happen to have a lot of money. But most people that are gamers, they've been gaming for life. You know, you don't happen to pick up gaming at fucking 30 years old. So, yeah. uh, I'm not sure. really that concerned about that. Um, what I am concerned about is... Um, the actual PS5. Like, the fact that they have not announced the pricing yet, which, no matter... Unless it's, like, over, like, $1,000. Actually, I think $800 would be, like, my limit. Yeah. Which I don't think they're gonna... I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be 500 bucks. Pretty sure. Maybe 600 Which is fine. But what I'm worried about is... Um, the system being so limited... Because I don't know if y'all saw it a while ago, like maybe like a couple weeks ago, that Sony sent out emails and, you know, social media posts about signing up for a raffling to get a chance to yeah. buy the PS5. To me, that oh, was no. fucking extremely disturbing. Red yeah. yeah, I'm like, so are, are you really going to limit the amount of PS5s that are going to come out? Because you told us that you're going to up production. And I understand that, you know, COVID-19 has, like, fucked up a lot of shit. But, like, like I said before on the podcast, just push it back. I have no problem with pushing back the PS5 at all. Like, if you pushed it back to, like, April of next year, I'm fine with that. You know? I, I, but I don't want to have, like, a 200,000 run, 200,000 unit run worldwide for the PS5. That's fucking disastrous. Like, go ahead. No, that yeah, I, I'm I'm agreeing that that would be disastrous. I'm hoping that they're not going that route. I will just point out though, uh, retail, brick and mortar retail is in trouble, <laughs> and has had a lot of problems, especially even GameStop. You know, so I don't I don't know how that's having an, an impact on because a lot of people, you know, when you're talking about the sale of the console itself. They're going to go to Wally World, Target, GameStop, maybe Best Buy. 
Like those, those are the big four for actually purchasing purchasing the console, and then fifth, obviously Amazon, of course. Well, that, that, I'm glad you brought that up because that that's kind of more of my point is because they're actually hurting brick and mortar store. Well, actually, all stores. Yeah. By waiting, this I've never in my goddamn life, and I owned a Atari 2600. In my entire gaming life, I have never ever seen a console delay the pricing of the console within three fucking months of it coming out. It's September. Actually, it's like two months, right? It's two months. Yeah. It's supposed to come out in November. We still don't have the goddamn price. I have no way to purchase a PS5 in September. What the fuck is going on right now? It's unprecedented. Unprecedented. Um, all right, guys. Do we have any B's and B's? Unless someone wants to no, okay. chime in with anything else. So hold on. I want to chime in with something right now. And I want to chime in with uh, Clay the Bartender. So oh, yeah. He... Hold on. I got to bring it up because I have to actually say the whole name of... He advanced in the Rep Ya City Cocktail <laughs> Contest. I think nice. He's, I think he's uh, went through at least two different rounds where he's won. I could be wrong. I know he has won a custom bottle of um, Maker's Mark with his name on it. That's fucking dope as shit. Um, And he makes excellent cocktails. Like, seriously. Uh, When we went to Here's How, um, when I broke my, you know, Sober October thing, uh, which I'm going to do again this year, um, and I went to have a drink at his bar with him. He served my first drink in a month, and it was fantastic. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. And he deserves all that. I hope he wins the entire contest. I don't know if it's over yet. Where, where is this going on, Kronos? Uh, it's it's nationwide, as far oh, okay. as far as I know. I could be wrong, but it's like they're repping a bunch of cities. I think he's repping Oakland. Nice. Well, he is repping Oakland. I, I know that. Um, but he and, makes fantastic yeah. drinks. So I hope he and makes it to the top. Do they post the, the drink online or something like that? And then you just like vote on it online to to give them support, and then I think so. I, I gotta look it up. I should have done better research. Okay, um, but I, I think so. But obviously, we can't drink his drinks. But I can tell you, as somebody that has drank his drink, that his, <laughs> his drinks are they're fantastic. Like seriously, good shit. I keep my eye out um, so we can uh, make sure we support him. Yeah, I, I don't think we have any B's and B's, but hold on. Uh, Actually, blue. Did we mention anything? I think you were the one that found this. Powerpuff Girls live action. God damn, do I hate this? What is going on? Oh yeah, man. So this is on the list a while for a while now. But uh, yeah. So CW has been talked of making a live action Powerpuff Girls. So the premise of the show is going to be like you know the, the girls have their kids. They're they're basically adults, and they're kind of trying to figure out their life, like post superheroism and they, they're kind of dealing with the trauma of fighting crime their whole entire child life so there's like this they're just they're basically just fucked up in the head basically and basically they're, they're they have to come together to solve some kind of crime and that's pretty much the gist of the whole entire fucking show so i'm not sure how they're gonna, i mean it sounds kind of cool with them showing like powerpuff girls like all fucked up in the head but like i don't know live action powerpuff girls show i don't know do they still have their powers? Yeah, they still have their powers, but oh. I guess they just kind of stopped fighting crime. They just kind of gave it up. It's like, them fighting crime at kids was just something that was fun to do. 
But as adults, they feel like they didn't. They're basically like the Jacksons, where they they spent their whole life in the limelight, but now that they're adults, people kind of forget about them basically. And so I, it's 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 an interesting concept, but it's gonna be kind of wonky. It's an interesting concept, but at the same time, it's like, would you want to hear about He Man's PTSD? Nope. Yeah. Fuck no. Yeah, I don't want to hear about them going to therapy and shit. <laughs> but if it, the other the other thing that's weird though they did a reboot uh, on Cartoon Network, and for whatever reason it didn't seem like it it was a hit. I actually showed it to my kids. I thought my daughter was gonna love it, but oh, I I can tell you why. It's because the voices were different. Well, well so the my, voices... obviously, but obviously my my kids had never seen uh, the original even. Well, so, so this was this was their first introduction, and they were just like, well, I show, don't know. Show your kids the original. See how, see how they like it. Show yeah, them any well, episode of Mojo Jojo and see how they like it. Yeah, the, the I think the entire first first one is on um it's on Hulu. It's mm. Powerpuff Girls Classic. Yeah, that's on Hulu right now, so they can check it out on there. But yeah, the, the remake wasn't like I watched it and I tried watching it and just the the funness of the Powerpuff Girls with them just basically going out there fighting crime. Like they just try to be too silly and kind of like. I don't want to say they did like a Stevie Universe with it, but like they just try to make it too silly and it just didn't like hold up to the show. Because Pop Up Girls is based about girl power and like, you know, them beating up everybody and having fun at the same time. But the song was like, you know, oh, there's a cute little squirrel, but his name is Squirrel type deal. And it was, that was, it just wasn't that great. Is that your OnlyFans voice, Blue? My ah. Yeah, that was. <laughs> um, real quick, real quick, uh, I wanted to mention that, um, the human warlock, David Blaine, uh, decided he was going to fucking float his ass up to fucking space. <laughs> or whatever, well, not up to space, but decided he was just... Yeah, uh, upper atmosphere. He, he, he cracks me up. I, like, I'm so fascinated by him. Uh, but I, I didn't even know he, it was going on today. I just happened to like go through my phone and see people talking about David Blaine. I'm like, oh shit, what's he doing this time? Is he, is he freezing himself in a block of ice or standing on top of a pole? Uh, he decided to get a, a bunch of uh, balloons, um, float up in the sky, then while in the sky, put on a parachute, and then release himself from the balloons and sort of skydive down or into back on Earth and everything. And uh, he's just so crazy and fascinating. Um, I, I like watching his like magic episode, his magic um, Sort of shows that he that he does, um, where he's always doing stuff with like celebrities, like Dave Chappelle, uh, Steph Curry, and stuff like that. He's just doing crazy shit, like pulling like frogs out of like his stomach and everything. It's just like crazy random shit. And yeah, I know magic isn't fucking real supposedly, but this dude, <laughs> I, I, I don't doubt this dude. <laughs> like he's so good at what he does. I want to believe. Hold on. You know, you know what's crazy? <laughs> you know what's crazy? People say magic isn't real. But if you explain this podcast on in the way that we're actually doing it to somebody that lived in 1950, they, they would say it's magic. They would also try to lynch us. Yeah. That's <laughs> yeah. They're like, magic. how did the Negroes get magic so smart? Murder them. We don't know. <laughs> All right. All right. The, other, the other thing is real is UFOs are real. Because yes, the, once you identify them, they're no longer UFOs. <laughs> well, hold on. This is, a, oh, this is the problem. When you say UFOs are real, it's still unidentified. So therefore, is it real? I guess that's true, too. Something's fine. It's like a two lies. 
If, 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 <laughs> if you can't identify something, how real is it? The... Yeah. Wait, is this reference to the guy with the jetpack? Y'all hear about that? Oh, I yes, about that. A, I, I did. Dude I'm... had a jetpack. <laughs> yeah, yeah but that's flag, not unidentified. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's a, a rocketeer. Yeah, that, that was a rocketeer. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. We're going. We're going full Mulder. All right. Uh, Blue, what you got populating this week? Oh man, what am I not doing this weekend? Uh, oh, Friday. I'm actually have the honor of uh, photographing, uh, doing a photo shoot with uh, Professor. Is it Dankenstein or is he Professor X? I can't remember. No, Professor X is the Dankenstein. Is the Dankenstein? Yeah. yeah. So. Uh, He's getting married on Friday, and um, he he asked me if I would do some of the photos for it, and I, I accepted. So I'll be doing that on Friday. Um, I got to work on the pictures that I did of the cosplayer from from Saturday, and they were man, it was so. I my photo shoot I did in San Jose near the San Jose Convention Center, which is where they have like the the Silicon Valley Comic Con where Country Girl happens, Fanime, and like it. Dude, San San Jose was dead, like. I we barely saw anybody. Like I probably saw like maybe five, six people outside of the people, the girls photographing, and it was man, it was crazy. Like especially, especially like when you when I usually photograph at these comic cons, like there's always other photographers or the cosplayers and trying to find space to take pictures. It's a fucking challenge. But the fact that I had like the open area to myself was great. It was so good. Like, I, I didn't have to wait to take a spot. I didn't have to worry about, like, people who already had a camera set up, like, camp, people who were camping out. So that was a pretty cool experience um, to, to be able to experience. But um, other than that, you know, I, I started a new job, so I'm just trying to get in caught up and figuring out how all that works. Um, I'm continuing my, my, my journey to, to becoming a network engineer. Uh, one, one cool thing about my job is that they have online courses with Udemy which is like a really good online course company. And so I've been kind of looking through there and trying to find out what courses I can take through there to help self-improve on myself. But um, yeah, other than that, I'm just chilling, hanging out with the seatness, and that's about it. Skate, skate. Uh, Carlos, what you got? Um, I am enjoying the Infinity Base. It is, uh, okay. it is an excellent space so far. Is it cold in there? Like, how's the temp? Uh, so it's insulated. So yeah. like it, it's it will stay warm or cool depending on you know what the temperatures are outside. I had to open up the windows recently um, during the podcast. But what's cool about what we didn't have before is that if it's hot in the infinity base, I can open open up the fucking barn doors and the windows. Because before, if y'all knew, I don't know if y'all knew this, but formerly the over the past two years, the podcast has been through. A garage which is not insulated at all and then opening up the garage door was kind of a pain in the ass because folks would could hear us outside the you know in the street or whatever oh, yeah. so in this space though it's sound insulated if i have to we can open open up the doors it's not really going anywhere it's going towards like my, my bedroom which isn't a huge deal and i have a solution for that i'm going to get some uh, acoustic acoustic uh curtains for that and also we can put in AC way easier. So eight, we couldn't really put AC in the the garage because there's nowhere for the hot air to go. In this space though, we can put in AC easily. Plus we have mm. windows, so it's fine. Like, um, and the acoustics in, in here are much, much better. Like when y'all come over, when y'all eventually get here and listen to music in this space, fucking sounds fantastic. And just talking, 
right now it, it sounds great because not only is there no concrete floors um there's insulation and there's hardwood floors in this space so everything hopefully sounds better on the podcast when i'm speaking i was gonna say you, you sound great on the, this whole episode way better good good yeah yeah because yeah I, I noticed like when i first moved in here on uh on saturday or, i moved in on saturday and i started working in here on sunday because like this workspace or this podcast space is also my, my workspace and i play music when i'm working and it's like fucking music sounds dope in here <laughs> like seriously i was like this is fantastic so i can't wait for everybody to, to eventually get in here in here when it's safe and uh eventually i'll do like a a video like looking around the building and like giving a tour of the building because um, when you look at it from the outside it looks like a normal shed but on the inside it's like totally different um and what but it's also what's kind of weird is because like the rest of my um backyard is unfinished so it looks all fucked up it's like dirt right now but then we had like this shed and then inside the shed is like the studio so mm -hmm. i'll eventually I'll, I'll do a video about it so and I, i'm gonna do some reacts by myself um, and see how that goes so yeah you, you look forward to, to, to more content coming out because it was hard for me to do content in a fucking garage where i didn't want anybody to see like you know my refrigerator and fucking my comic books and all kinds of shit that shouldn't be just you just look fucked up so in this space i feel more comfortable with like having stuff so if you if y'all look in the back right now if you see like the wire that is right yeah here Mm -hmm. that's for it because it's unfinished like that's actually for like a speaker where it's going to go there's actually four holes in the ceiling for speakers for like a surround sound system so it's not completely finished nice. but it's finished well, uh, enough yeah. for me to be in here um and for us to be in here so this is all waiting for all of you that are the other my other podcast members when we eventually are done with COVID-19 and I look forward to that to us being reunited hell yeah fuck yeah uh Stitch what you got uh I am going to barbecue tomorrow some Korean short ribs uh, I haven't had that in a while so uh I think that went to uh, I actually found a, a local butcher out here in Livermore uh I was, just, I was gonna go to like uh Ranch 99 and just pick up some uh some short ribs from there but uh one of my my good friends uh he told me about this butcher he went to and I was like, oh shit, I wanted to check that out. So it was actually, might be my first time actually buying meat at like a legit actual like butcher. So mm -hmm. it was really cool to see all the meat like set up and everything, obviously social distancing and stuff like that. Um, so it was, it was really cool to uh, pick out cuts of meat and uh, have them cut it for you right there to however thick it was that you wanted the meat and all kinds of stuff. That was kind of really cool. Um, and we'll, we'll see how that, that goes. So it's, it's marinating in my fridge now. Uh, also, um, the boys season two drops this weekend. Right? <laughs> we were just yeah. talking about that. Friday. So, yeah. Yes. I've watched the first episode be... and it's I just as good as the first season. So yeah. Good, good. We, we, we're going to go deep on it next week. Yeah. So I'm running to marathon, I guess the, however many episodes they, they allow me to watch, uh, when it when it drops, so. I, I, hold on. This is the right. problem: is that I think that the that the boys, they're only showing one episode a week this season. Okay, oh, this is uh, gonna be a problem. They did three episodes last time, right? No, they dropped them all at once, and yeah. I have access to oh, all okay. of them, and I need to like fix it to where all you guys can watch it. But yeah, so far it's it's just as good as the first season. So nice. 
Yeah, the trailer looks pretty dope. Uh, and then I'm um, going to play some uh, some Fortnite. They did a Marvel uh, theme for Fortnite that is absolutely fucking amazing. Uh, you jump off the bus, and they got X, the, the X-Jets flying mm-hmm. like alongside the band. You, did you play it yet or no? I, I've seen the trailer. I'm jumping on tomorrow. <laughs> Let's play. Oh, my God. It's crazy. There's Sentinels like on the yeah. ground and shit. There's a... There's like a uh, Black Panther, um, like Panther uh, statue, and all kinds of crazy. It's it's so fucking awesome. Battle passes are sucking money out of me. I'm not proud of it. I You're a like simp for battle passes. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, exactly. I'm simping in September for battle passes. So let's see if I how that thing plays out. But uh, it's it's fun. I'm loving it. Good shit, old ninja. What you got? Uh, first of all, happy birthday to Keanu Reeves. Turned 56 today. Hey. Uh, like, like Stitch mentioned, I'm watching The Boys this weekend. Um, I'm probably going to dive into Avengers just for the fuck of it. Um, I'm also watching Cobra Kai because Cobra Kai jumped on Netflix. So I've been watching great. that. Oh, my God. It's such yeah. a good freaking series. It's so it's – so, it's done so well. I'm about – I'm literally going to finish the first season tonight. Um, I'm on the last two episodes. It's such a good show. Um, going to be watching Love Crab Country. I'm probably going to be on this Avengers stuff this weekend. Uh, I need to get on Ghost of Tsushima. I'm probably going to get that this weekend um, as well. Other than that, just chilling at the house. Um, I've been going to the beach a lot. Might go to the beach again on Tuesday. We'll see how the weather fares is. and Yeah, that's kind of about it. Before you switch gear, do anybody plan on watching Mulan this Friday? Because that gets released. Oh, I forgot. Derek wants to watch it, so yeah, I'll probably watch it. Yeah. I I need I need Eddie Murphy Mushu. Um, That's it. Oh, real quick, if if you have kids, uh, check out Emily's Wonder Lab on Netflix. Seriously. Okay. Yeah, my uh, my daughter loves it. She asked to watch it when she saw the thumbnail. And it's a really great show about uh, science. And it's the host is a oh, woman who is pregnant. And it's great. Nice. Emily's Wonder Lab. I'm going to check it out. Check it out with my kids. Uh, for me, I'm going to start off some Resident Evil 7 and uh, get down with, hopefully with Stitch, on some basically Marvel's Fortnite. You know? Uh, yeah. it, it looks so fucking fun. I'll, I'll jump back in there. Um, and uh, for whatever reason, I've been listening to a whole fucking shit ton of Bob Marley because it makes me feel good in these depressing ass fucking times. Dude, have you listened That's to all. Toby Nigwe yet? I kept posting. No, I'm it. sorry. You 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 recommended it. I'll I will check it out. Toby. Seriously, the, the the pandemic album that he came out with. I'm I'm gonna do some reacts to it. Um, there, it's just fantastic music about somebody who is not signed to a label but doesn't need to be signed to a label. As far as I'm concerned, please don't sign to a label. Do your own shit. What's great to me is that it's uh, he's a dude. Uh, his parents are, I believe, a Nigerian, and he he has like a whole like crew with him, including his wife, and they're all artists and they do their own thing. And it's like really fantastic music. So check him out. Uh, I'll do probably a react on Sunday or something. Sounds good. Yeah, drop some shit. happy happy motherfucking Labor Day, old ninja. Take us out. All right, you just experienced the dankest podcast on the internet. 
We are Black and Black Times Infinity. Check us out every Wednesday night, 8.30 on YouTube, uh, 8.30 Pacific. You we can check us out anywhere with Ethan BTI. It's B-T-H-A-N-B-T-I on Twitter, on uh, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Player FM, or on Spotify. Where you can check us out on uh, Facebook, Black and Black Times Infinity. Soon to be on Amazon. Uh, we're on uh, Amazon. We have an app on there as well. No, uh, check out we, our we, official We will website. soon be on Amazon Music and Amazon and Audible. So we're going to apply and get on. Oh, uh, uh, what, are we doing iHeartRadio? Uh, yeah, we should be on there, yeah. Okay. All right. And then check out our official website, binheadproductions.com forward slash BZBTI. And then on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash BZBTI. That's us. Check us out. Give us. Send us, send us emails. Give us some feedback on some stuff that you want us uh, diving into. Yeah. Be BTI at gmail.com. Uh, Conda forever. Stop stimping. Man at last has succeeded in penetrating further and further into the vastness of space. Yet many questions remain unanswered.